Hello, everybody. Matt Edison with you tonight here in Jeffersonville. We're at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100 for what's become an annual tradition on the Big X, our 2022 Clark and Floyd County's High School Football Media Day. Uh, Josh Cook is with me. Josh is the sports editor of the News and Tribune. And throughout the evening, we will hear from all eight football-playing schools in Clark and Floyd County. That means the head coaches will join us, and we'll also hear from some of the top players in Southern Indiana High School football expected for this upcoming season, which begins on Friday night. A quick look at the lineup for this evening. Our first school coming up at 7.05 will be the Providence Pioneers. We'll hear from Coach McDonald here in just a few moments. Also in this first segment, Rock Creek football, a big announcement from them earlier this week. And Scott Woods, the boss of the Lions, will also join us here in segment number one. We'll take a break and come back later on in the show with Clarksville and Charlestown. Uh, segment three will include Silver Creek and Floyd Central. And we'll wrap things up tonight with New Albany and Jeffersonville here on our 2022 edition of High School Football Media Day. Before we can go any further, I want to bring on Vice President of the FOP Lodge here in Jeffersonville, Craig Jackson. He's also a corporal on the Jeffersonville Police Department. Corporal Jackson, what a facility that you guys have here. Thank you for allowing us to host this high school football extravaganza tonight. Thank you. We're glad to have you. We've uh, been a big supporter of local schools and youth athletics for as as long as I've been around, so you know we're happy to help out whenever we can. I wasn't quite sure what to expect tonight when I made my way uh, here to New Middle Road in your facility, but this is an unbelievable facility, a very quality facility for the great police officers here in the city of Jeffersonville. We are very fortunate to have this. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I know that uh, you welcome us tonight, but also want to promote an event that you have coming up, a 5K fundraiser for the lodge that's going to happen here in the middle of September so before we go all football tonight I wanted to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about that opportunity and uh, hopefully some listeners will uh, give you some support on that absolutely yeah September 10th at 9 a.m. is our annual back your blue 5k Uh, registration is still open Uh, I think if you register this week you can still get the uh, free t-shirt that's included Uh, we're also seeking sponsorships still as well so if any businesses or organizations would be interested Our website is infop100.com. You can send us an email, and we can send you all the uh, sponsorship information, and we'd love to have any support that we can get. All right, that's the Black Your Blue 5K on September 10th at Big Four Station Park. For more information, infop100.com, or you can look them up on Facebook. They're at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Corporal Jackson, I've got to ask you, uh, you're a high school, uh, former high school football yes, sir. Uh, player and basketball player yourself. You were at Charlestown there in your final years on, as a basketball player for the Pirates. Uh, but you've got a connection, really, the whole department does. Not only uh, are you the city of Jeff Police, but one of your very own, Coach Isaac Parker, uh, is the coach of the Red Devils. So I guess it's okay tonight to show a little favoritism for the hometown Devils. Yeah, well, considering he's my boss, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to speak too bad about it. All right, great stuff. That is Corporal Craig Jackson, Vice President of the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Again, beautiful facility, 
Thanks for having us out. Your support of our coverage of local sports is definitely appreciated. Thanks for what you all do, and I hope you enjoy your time here. Thank you very much. Again, uh, Craig Jackson with us. What a facility here in Jeffersonville, and we're minutes away from getting with our first coaches of the show. Providence and Rock Creek will join us here in just a bit. But I want to bring in Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Josh, you've done a great job profiling all of the teams for the upcoming season. So before we go on this team-by-team journey tonight, I wanted you to take us through maybe some of the key storylines of this upcoming 2022 football season, which kicks off on Friday night. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, looking forward to it. But, yeah, the biggest thing, I think, are just all the movement that's going on. You know, teams are changing classes and, and sectionals and everything. So it's just going to be – a little bit of uh, you know, kind of a get to know your new sectional opponents or your new class. So, so that's kind of the big storyline I, I would say heading into the season this year. And as we look at the upcoming year, you know, there's not a front runner. I don't think anyone that you expect to run away with it or to be a surefire conference or sectional winner. There's the possibility, I think, for some teams of that. But a very open year as far as who maybe will take claim early on as the team to watch here in the area. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be a different year, but, uh, you know, it should be very competitive, I think. You know, with a lot of teams, uh, um, you know, lost some players, but then other teams, you know, returned quite a bit from last season. So, you know, I think uh, we've definitely got some teams that can contend for sectional titles this year. And uh, before we go any further, I want to give you a, a shout-out, newsintribune.com slash sports, of course, the print edition of the News and Tribune, but you and your team do a great job of covering all of the local teams, and you're kind enough to join me tonight and uh, prop up the broadcast with some of your knowledge of the area football scene. So keep up the great work, and if a listener wants to learn more about some of the local teams, uh, the News and Tribune is a great resource to do so. Yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate you having me again. It's, it's fun to be back. Let's welcome in our first guest tonight. That is Coach Daniel McDonald of the Providence Pioneers. He's got some players with him here in attendance at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100 as well. And, uh, Coach, an exciting year coming up for Providence. Obviously, I know you're high on your team, but also some changes. This Providence team will now compete in a Class 1A sectional, sectional 48. So a big change in what your postseason will look like. And, Coach, I think we all know that week in and week out, that's what it's about, preparing for the postseason. I agree. Um, in Indiana football, you're really just playing nine scrimmages and then the real season starts. So us jumping down to 1A um, is a welcome change for us. We were in a 2A sectional before. My, fir- my first two years here, we were a 2A sectional playing, playing a 2A sectional with a 1A enrollment. Um, so it's a welcome change for us. We still play a very tough schedule, a lot of local teams, um, a lot of very well-coached teams, but we're excited to move down to a lower classification for sure. And uh, before I get going, uh, Matt, I want to make sure I thank the FOP for hosting us tonight. Um, at Providence, we really appreciate what our police officers do for us. Uh, Daniel, tell me about the, the team this year. It's kind of the uh, the boys to men, right? You were kind of kind of young with some sophomores and stuff last year, but now those kids got a lot of experience last year and other juniors this year. Yeah, for sure. Um, that junior class uh, came in with me. They were freshmen my first year, and – they were children then. Uh, as sophomores, we kind of threw them to the wolves and said, you got to play varsity football. Um, and they played very well for us. Uh, Carter Lannon, as a sophomore, broke the school record for passing yards and, and touchdowns, um, and passing touchdowns, rather. Um, Brian Wall played very well on defense and offense. Thomas Lynch was our leading rusher. 
Um, so those guys were just sophomores, um, and now they're juniors. They've gotten a lot stronger. They've grown. Uh, Brian Wall was, as, as a freshman, was about five seven, five eight. He's up to six two now. Uh, he looks me in the eye, and he's a grown man. So that's, um, it's it, it's kind of like you're watching your own kids grow up as, as close as I've gotten to those guys. Um, but here today, we've got our three seniors. We only have three seniors in our program, and. Um, these, these guys have been through a lot with me. Uh, we have Grayson Abel, Luke French, Josh Posey, and I'm really looking forward to you talking to those guys. They represent us very well. Coach McDonald, you guys opened the season on Friday night against Bardstown, Bethlehem. And then on September 2nd, you also play host to another Kentucky team, Lloyd Memorial. I know all the games matter week in and week out, but you have an opportunity with the way this schedule's been built to play some out-of-the-area teams before you dig into your rival Clarksville in week three, Charlestown in week four. So kind of a setup where you can experiment some early on for those very meaningful games on your schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playing Barstown Bethlehem, is, it, that's no joke. Those guys, they're ranked preseason number three in Kentucky in 1A. Um, a lot of talent coming back. Uh, two outside linebackers who are college athletes right now, a free safety who you know, could sign with a D2 tomorrow and probably start for them. Um, so we have our work cut out for us week one. Those, those guys play very, very good football. Um, but it is nice to get some Kentucky schools on the schedule as well. And, and like we said, play, play nine scrimmages before the games really matter. Uh, Daniel, I asked you before we went on, but just, just how was the scrimmage against Corden the other night? Um, I told our guys before we played the game, I wanted to see competitiveness, I wanted to see intensity, um, and I wanted to see a lot of guys on defense flying around gang tackling, and, and they did that. Um, it, it's hard to look at a scrimmage and say, we won, we lost, um, but we, you can look at things that you did well, and then you can look at things that you did not so well and make corrections, and, and there were a lot of corrections to be made. Coach, I tell you what, year three for you at Providence after a great run over in Louisville. Uh, you came to the Pioneers as an assistant coach for Louisville Mail, and that's one of the great football programs really of the Midwest under the direction of Chris Wolf. I've been amazed in the first few years here, you really have uh, not only had a grasp on the area, but uh, talking with you before the show, you've got a real read on high school football here in this state and who some of that the now 1A teams to think of as Providence would look to move through the bracket. What's the transition been like over the last few years from Louisville High School football to Southern Indiana football? Southern Indiana football, um, the, and I'm not saying this as a knock against Louisville teams, but there are some really, really well-coached teams in Southern Indiana. If you look just in our general area, I mean, what Isaac has done with Jeffersonville has been amazing. Um, you got Coach Cooley down in New Albany. They'll, they'll be a sectional contender in their sectional. Um, they could compete in their conference this year. Steve does an amazing job. Uh, down the road from us, Coach Hawkins at Charlestown, they had um, they received votes in 3A for top for top 10. So in our in our area, you have some extremely well coached teams. Moving out of our of our area into what's going to be our sectional, I I don't want to sit here and tell you 1A is going to be any easier than what we had before. There are some teams in that 1A sectional that are perennially very strong competitive teams. Springs Valley is coming off their best season ever. Uh, West Washington is always tough and competitive. And then you have uh, South Spencer that we camped with at Hanover. And in and, and seeing them, we better play good football in our sectional if we're going to compete. 
Now, I'm not saying that to sandbag and, and say that I don't have some kids on my team who can play football. I've, I've got some players, and, and we're a well-disciplined, well-coached, exciting team. But that, that sectional 48 we're moving into is competitive. Uh, Daniel, you, you've only got three seniors, really small senior class, but they're all here. I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell us about all those guys. Not a big senior class, but they play a very, very, very important role in our program. Uh, three starters, Grayson and, and Luke both play both ways. They both start on both sides of the ball. And uh, when it gets down to it, we're going to ask Posey to play some defense too. Um, Grayson is coming off a, an MCL injury uh, that really hampered his, his season last year. Um, but he was playing good football last year before he got injured. Luke led us in tackles last year as a junior, um, and I expect that number to go up this year. Um, I'm really proud of Luke this year because he was a running back, uh, fullback type, and we looked at our depth this year and said, Frenchie, my man, um, you know, you squat 460 pounds. You deadlift darn close to 500. You could, you could really help us out on the O-line. And um, without even hesitating, without even questioning, he, yes, sir, I'll do whatever I got to do to help the team. So, you know, can't say enough about Frenchie and Grayson. And then you get to Josh, and you talk about boys to men, a, a kid growing up in front of your eyes. Um, Josh was a sophomore when I got hired. And he was just kind of a fringe player for us, you know. And I, I, don't, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to him, but sophomore and you were kind of waiting on him to realize, you know, how big he is and how good he can be at football. Um, and I think he had a little bit of maturing to do um, in the sense that he needed to realize, you know, how important this game is. Um, but he's, he's grown up. He's gotten in the weight room, hit, a, hit one heck of a growth spurt. What are you now, 6'6", six, six, like 280? Whereas last year he was playing at 6'2", six, 6'3". Um, so he's getting some college attention. Uh, Grayson and Luke, if they decide they want to play college football, will get some college attention as well. So these guys, you know, even though it's a small senior class, they, they, they play a heck of a role in our program for us. We're going to miss them when they graduate. All right, uh, Coach McDonald, great stuff. Let's move on to some of the players that uh, you have brought with you tonight here to the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100 facility. Uh, first up, Grayson Abel, a senior. Uh, and, Grayson, you are coming off of an MCL uh, injury. So I know for you, your senior year, you're probably just glad to be back and healthy and able to contribute as much as you can this season. Yes, sir. And a big part of that <clears throat> coming back this season is my teammates from last year, coaches helped me out, and uh, especially the trainer, Carly. She helped me out, helped me out and got back on the season. All right. Uh, this year, a senior, so a little different feel for you and these other uh, Providence players here with you tonight, I'm sure. Uh, does the uh, feeling of leadership and uh, being a team leader also add to uh, your role as far as the position and other things you bring to the team? Yes, sir. It makes a big part of the team when you're leading the team and helping them out when the young guys need help. You know, I know that your focus is on week one and the upcoming game and the excitement around the season, but has there been much chatter among the players about this change to Class 1A, or are you guys just ready to take on uh, whoever the, the comers may be in the postseason? No, we're definitely ready for anyone that can come and try to play us, and we're definitely going to win. All right, well, Grayson, glad you're back healthy, and we wish you the very best this season. Yes, sir. Luke French, what are you looking forward to this year? 
Uh, this season, obviously, the drop to 1A, you know, we what I think is that we can't just be like, oh, we're dropping to 1A, we don't have to we don't have to play hard, it'll be easier. We have to take it as an opportunity as like we have a shot to go a long way in the playoffs, so we got to make it right. All right, so tell me uh what how how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Uh, I'm about 5'8", 180. Okay, and coach was just talking about how much you can lift. What what here? Tell me about that. Um I mean, I just think I just think I have a great work ethic. I mean, I started playing football my sophomore year of high school. So, I've only played football for 3 years of my life, but I think my hard work, my attitude has definitely helped me evolve as a football player. Yeah, your dad played football at DeSales, right? That's correct, yes. And was he was he a pretty good player? Yes, sir. He played a uh, defensive end. Uh, I think he had he had an offer to play at a Wabash, but he decided to turn it down. I, I don't think he could afford to go there. So, And you didn't grow up playing football, so then what got you to play football? Um, honestly, I think it was my dad. He kind of just mentioned it to me. And some people in, like, in school, like teachers and stuff, were noticing me like, hey, you should play football. So I think that, that was my biggest influence on why I should play football. So. And was he pretty excited for you when you started uh you started playing yeah uh i had to get used to it a little bit i had to get used to it but i got uh i got the i got my work ethic and my my attitude so i think that that helped me along the way you guys talk about about a a player transforming his body uh if you would have seen luke as a sophomore you would have said no way this guy ever plays offensive line and and he's not a fat kid by any means. I mean, he's only one hundred eighty. I've got you on the roster at one eighty five, so you're one eighty five. Um, but completely transformed. I think he came in as a sophomore, maybe one forty, one fifty, just a, a little bitty fella. And like he said, his work ethic, um, the drive, the the desire to get better, um, it's just been an unbelievable change for him. And he deserves every accolade, every ounce of success he gets this season. All right, let's bring in our third and final pioneer, Josh Posey, also a senior. And, Josh, I think the big thing about you is since I saw you last, the growth that you've had. You are much bigger and much taller. Tell us about your journey this offseason as you come into this year, bigger, stronger, and hopefully faster as well. Uh, I think when you go to the offseason, you can't just look at it as a chance to just sit at home and play video games. You like, look at a chance to get better. The upcoming football season, that's what I did. Coach mentioned that the uh, big transition from you in the offseason from running back to the offensive line, uh, which basically means you're filling a need for this Providence team. Uh, that, that's – oh, I'm sorry. Excuse yeah, me. That was, I, I that was no, noted that on the wrong player. College interest for you. I know you're beginning to hear from some colleges uh, that maybe are interested in your services after your Providence career comes to a close. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, and how exciting has it been to hear uh, from some colleges that are interested in you? It's pretty exciting. Got to compete in some camps during the offseason, get some attention. And uh, got interest I have right now is Eastern Illinois, Western Illinois, Murray State, Eastern Michigan, and Western Michigan. So, All right, Josh, take right. us uh, inside the Providence locker room this week. Uh, you've had your Monday practice. Uh, we're just days away from week one, Friday night lights. How excited is this team about its opener? And what do you know about this Bardstown-Bethlehem team that will come to Murphy Stadium on Friday? 
Um, we're pretty excited because we haven't played them at home yet, and we only started playing them my freshman year, and we beat them, and then we didn't play them in 2020. And in 2021, they beat us, so I think we're looking for a little revenge on our home field. So, yeah. Tell us uh, as we as we break with Providence here and get ready for Rock Creek, tell us as we part here uh, something that you think from the player perspective uh, to be on the lookout for this season, something you've seen uh, over the summer and in these preseason practices that you really like about this Providence team. I think we have a lot of grit and we're tough, and we're not scared anybody will play anybody that's on our schedule. Matt, I think he spoiled uh, uh, Daniel's big big plan for the season was to, to put Josh in the backfield at the, <laughs> on the goal line, maybe some refrigerator parry. I don't know if anybody – these kids don't know that. But, That's uh, called having your notes wrong. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but maybe we can get Josh a carrier too this year. We, we do have that package in. Ironically, um, it just became an inside joke last week. We put Nathan Ross in the backfield. I don't know if you all remember that. He big six foot two, 300-pounder, and we called it the donkey package. Um, so we, we are going to put that in this year. It may not be posy, it may be able, but that'll be something to look forward to. All right, Coach McDonald and the Providence Pioneers. Guys, best of luck this season, and thanks for joining us here tonight on our kickoff program. Thank you, guys. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll have Rock Creek and head coach Scott Woods. He's got some players with us as well here at Jeffersonville, and Coach Woods is going to sit down with us now at the table uh, and his players. A reminder, some good games scheduled for week one. None bigger than Silver Creek at Charlestown. Uh, that's the rivalry game on this Friday night coming up. Bardstown, Bethlehem at Providence, as you just heard from Coach McDonald and some of the Pioneers. Also, Scottsburg at Clarksville. Bloomington South at New Albany. That's a game I'm interested to see this week. Mail and Floyd Central will hook up. And Jeffersonville Idle in week one after losing their week one opponent our program continues here tonight as we talk rock creek football scott woods the head coach entering his first season coach welcome into the program thanks for having us big announcement from athletic director chris brown and yourself earlier this week rock creek has opted to go to eight-man football for this season and the ihsa actually has a pilot program for that and you guys will have the opportunity to be one of just a handful of teams across the state that will participate in that format. Tell us about that decision and what you know about this program, this eight-man program now offered by the State Athletic Association. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for having us and the Rock Creek family here on the show. Uh, we uh, here at Rock Creek had the opportunity with uh, the numbers that we had, and uh, Coach Chandler Miller from Waldron had reached out and offered the opportunity for us, if uh, the numbers wasn't right, to come in and join into the eight-man pilot program, which may uh, potentially you know, go into a potential 20-plus team uh, format next year. Uh, with the numbers that we had and uh, the opportunity that we had, we decided and took a vote amongst the players. Of course, we joined in with the eight-man football team program. Uh, we're looking forward to it. I think that we can compete, and uh, the kids are, are grinding every day and looking forward to uh, the unknown, if you will. For someone listening tonight that's not terribly familiar with the format of eight-man football, what can you tell us uh, generally about how how the game's played and how it works? So essentially, with with uh, the eight-man football, the field is shortened to uh, to roughly an 80-yard field uh, instead of the uh, 52 and a half. You're looking at about a 48-wide field. We play eight-man uh, both ways, 
uh, five men on the line instead of the traditional seven. And uh, pretty much everything else is the same with the rules. So this is uh, – you guys are looking to continue eight-man beyond this year, right? We'll, we'll have it as long as uh, the number's there. I mean, um, we're looking for success no matter what product we put on the field. Uh, you know, Rock Creek is uh, moving forward to continue with the tradition to build, you know, the program past, I guess, seven to eight years that it's been. Um, if that's what, uh, is that what the ways takes us, then we'll continue to, uh, to compete at the high level no matter what it is. All right, Scott Woods, our guest, he's the head coach of this Rock Creek team. With this announcement and decision, obviously some big changes coming to your schedule. It's a pilot program now, as you mentioned, so a limited number of schools. Who will be some of the opponents this season uh, for your team? Uh, so we've got, of course, Waldron. Uh, we've got uh, four teams at this point, uh, Waldron up near uh, Indianapolis. Uh, we also have Irvington Prep and, and Duggar Union potentially there, and then uh, Westfield Indy that's a little bit north. Um, that's the teams that uh, essentially is on our schedule at this time. Uh, we're looking at playing each other twice, you know, one home field uh, there in Jeffersonville, and we will play away at uh, Relative Field. We're looking, uh, which we did not know when we found out today, that there will be a tournament pretty much towards the end of the season. Uh, that's going to be on the 22nd, 22nd of October, where we'll potentially enter into a tournament. And hopefully after we get a, get a good look at our opponents and we, we make some good adjustments, we'll be able to compete in that. Uh, Scott, just give us a little bit of your coaching background. Uh, uh, you've been in the area, I know, right? I grew up in this area, played at Charlestown in the 90s um, after I uh, came, out of, uh, came out of the service and uh, my youngest was born. He came up through the Little League. I coached with my brother, Gary Woods. We came up to the Little League uh, program through Charlestown, and then I entered into Charlestown Middle School and coached at Charlestown Middle School for over 10 years, sending a good product up to Coach Hawkins. And um, I'm looking forward to see what they do as um, my uh, second-to-last program that I coached at the middle school are now you know, seniors and juniors. I know they've got a great product there. Um, but I have uh, moved on and uh, traded in my blue for the red. Absolutely. Uh, it's been interesting to see. Uh, this Rock Creek program, not just the football program, but really the school and the athletic program as a whole develop in recent years. I know that numbers have really forced this change to eight-man, uh, but you guys seem to be taking it in the most positive way possible that the young men in your program are going to get a chance to be competitive and play on a weekly basis, as you mentioned now with a tournament at the end. How, how was the decision received? I know it was a team vote, a team decision, but how was the decision received by, by your team? Well, ultimately, everything uh, under my control is going to be a team decision. And, um, you know, we, we have uh, we've tried to recruit. We, we've talked with the players. Uh, we've walked the hallways. We, we brought people out. We've asked more and more people to come out. Um, as we got closer to this week and the scrimmage that we were supposed to have last Friday, um, I had the opportunity uh, to, you know, tell athletic director and Coach Brown what, our choice was, and uh, I went to each and every player and asked them their uh, their stance on it. Uh, with with presented with the numbers that we had and the opportunity that that put in front of us with the eight man, we decided that you know with a vote one on one, each and every player they decided that they want to do the eight man just to keep that going. All right, uh, a little bit before we talk with some of your players, a little bit about the roster this year uh, as you've taken this team through the preseason, getting ready for your first game. Uh, what stands out about the team and, and in this eight-man format, what could be some of the strengths of Rock Creek football this year? 
Well, when I came in, you know, it was presented that, that a team that was there that was willing to learn and, and willing to uh, to get back onto the field and compete with the with the young program that it's had. Um, I've been amazed at the work ethic in a lot of the kids. Um, numbers uh, that be, whether it be low, whether some days that we had four players on the, on strength and conditioning all the way up to 15, 20, 25, uh, they were always willing to work. They were always willing to learn and uh, always put out their, their, their best effort. Um, we've got some great products out there. Um, Zach in his junior year is, is really, really making great strides. Um, you know, picking up the ball and, and being a team leader, I've, I've pretty hard on him um, from the beginning, from day one. I put the ball in his hands and, and uh, put forth a, a product that I wanted him to pursue onto the field in a leadership position. Um, and even with that and in, in the background that I've had, he, he's picked it up and, and not said a bad word about it. I've got an underclassman sitting over here, and, and Caden Mason, and Caden has, has picked it up as well. Even even coming from his uh, freshman year, and the defeats that they had, he's still willing to learn. He, he's, gosh, he, he's putting out a great product every day. And, and big boy across the table here, Logan. Um, I don't know if I've been harder on Zach or I've been harder on Logan. Uh, Logan's got great potential. He works hard. He's a leader on the field and on the practice field. Um, he's always willing to push push his fellow players. And uh, we've got quite a few players that are, that are going to make a pretty good impact with us this year. Scott, tell us, I think, uh, think Chris, said you just got the uprights uh, on the football field out there. Tell us yeah, it's, it's great. You know, Rock Creek is, uh, is, is moving quickly and, and bringing out um, our stadium's areas. You know, the soccer field's up. Um, Zach's dad actually helped us out with the uprights. We've got the uprights up. It's starting to look like a football field. Uh, we got the new pads on there. You know, lying strong out there on the end zones and uh, needs a little bit of work. But, yeah, we're putting, the, you know, the cleat marks in it to make sure that we can, you know, gain foothold. And, and when, the, when the fence goes up and the lines and the first whistle blows, we're ready to blow that roof off. All right, exciting stuff. Coach, uh, you know, great to talk with you. Our first opportunity here uh, at this Media Day program to have you and uh, look forward to getting to know you here as the season goes on. Again, from the Rock Creek family, we thank you, and uh, we appreciate you having us every year, and, and I know the kids are excited. All right, great stuff. Let's hear, Coach Woods, from some of your players. First up, Zach Clark, and he is a junior, also the quarterback for Rock Creek. And, Zach, uh, from a player perspective, take us through the decision to go to eight-man football, and then on top of that, how does that change or affect your role as the quarterback? Maybe not much at all. Well, uh, we had two options other than varsity 11-man. We had JV 11-man or varsity 8-man, and nobody wanted to play JV because then you would have to play two years, which would put our juniors and seniors in JV for their senior year. So sure. with 8-man, you can go right back to 11-man if we have the numbers for that. So we all wanted to have each other play their senior year on a varsity level including Logan or me or Caden. Um, our goal on the field is still to win games and just grow together as a family and as a brotherhood. Zach, how does it feel uh, as we get ready to kick things off for you guys as well uh, to know you're the quarterback, you're the guy that has to make the offense happen, you have such a big role on the team. Does that give you anxiety or do you thrive off of that? A uh, little bit of anxiety, but not <laughs> not too bad. Um, I like to be the leader. Uh, I like to help pick up my teammates when they need it. Uh, 
but I also like to push them as hard as I would, would want anybody else to push me. So being the leader of a team and being the quarterback, it, mean, it means a lot. He put a lot of trust in me to put my product out on the field. All right, uh, the season is almost here. Uh, entering your final practices before you guys are going to get a game in this new eight-man format. Does uh, does things change in practice as the season uh, draws closer from maybe just a normal summer practice? Is Co- I see Coach laugh a little bit. Is he maybe a little more intense uh, this week as what he was a few weeks ago? Yeah, a, a little bit more. Um, we just – it gets a little more intense with the – the wide receiver battles, the lineman battles, running backs. Uh, it gets a little more intense when it comes down to closer to the season because everybody wants to claim their spot uh, come game time. All right, Zach, uh, best of luck to you and Rock Creek. And uh, next up we have Caden Mason, and Josh is going to chat with Caden. All right, Caden, sophomore this year, right? Yes, sir. All right, tell me tell me about your role as a receiver. Uh, um. It just seems like I have like a little bit of responsibility, always having to keep the defense away from Zach over here. <laughs> and then, of course, if it's thrown to me, try to get it. Yeah, we've got a little bit more room uh, maybe on the field for you guys to move around, right? Yes, tell sir. Me, tell me about that. What's that like to work with? Well, um, it made me a little bit more excited knowing that we would have more room to throw the ball because in the past years we would mostly a running-based team, so it feels good to know that I can get a few more touches this year. Yeah, so when we're looking at the eight-man, um, the line, the roster, all that stuff, but how many receivers will you have uh, on the field at one time? Uh, I think uh, four. All right. And wh- that's uh, you're excited about the opportunity? Yes, sir. All right. And t- tell me about the the additions to the to the field. Your coach said your dad helped uh, put up the uh, – break. I'm sorry, Zach's dad. Well, But just tell me about the, the, the changes on the field and everything. Well, it just feels really good just to go out on our home field, of course, and see goalposts, and then, of course, under the goalposts, seeing our family's name on there. Great. Coach a great thing about uh, the eight-man that I'll add to the question there is is um, with, with the eight-man football before, you know, you can't cover the tight end or you've got guard and two tackles. Uh, with the eight-man football program, you have a guard, you have your center and two guards. Anybody on the outside of those two guards are now eligible. So uh, not only is it great for the offense uh, for them to put a product out there for seam passes or under the, under, underneath the middle, but you, know, you also have more coverage on defense that you've got to have for responsibilities. And um, with your two out guys, you may have a wing or you may have a, a, somebody set up as a tackle to come on that outside pass route. All right, good stuff. And, Caden, thanks for joining us. Uh, I can see the excitement just over the small things, the goalposts, yes. the padding. Uh, yes, it lets me know that you guys are appreciative of everything going on. So uh, best of luck to you, okay? Thanks. Thank you Our for having me, too. Final, yeah, thank you. Our final Rock Creek guest is Logan Leitner, another senior, and uh, he does a little bit of everything on the line for this Rock Creek team. I tell you, Logan, I, I would not want to run into you out on the football field, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being with us tonight. Yes, sir. All right, the football season is drawing near. The NFL preseason games are on. Uh, high school's getting ready to kick off. What, what's what's your feeling? How exciting is all this to know the season is almost ready to begin? I'm real excited for it. I mean, I just love love bullying people on the line, love lifting my teammates up as much as I can. I mean, I, just, I used to not like defense at all. I mean, but then 
Woods came in. He made me love defense, let me realize I love smacking heads, go up against some of the newer kids. I mean, they don't – they've really never played before. But even if I beat them, I'm like, I try and show them what to do, try and show them how they can beat me because my objective is for them to be one day better than I ever was. Logan Leitner, our guest here talking some Rock Creek football Logan, uh, you mentioned Coach Woods is, is fairly new. A change in the offseason brought him in as the head coach of this program. So you don't know him that well. You've not been through a season or two with him. Uh, what's it been like here in these uh, first few weeks and practices uh, under his leadership? Uh, I absolutely love him. I mean, guys, guys, a beast. I mean, I don't know. I don't, wouldn't really, wouldn't, wouldn't really rather have any other coach out there with me. I mean, love Woods. I mean. He pushes me to be to be the best I can be. What's the thing to watch out for for this Rock Creek team? If you guys are going to have some success in this eight-man format, uh, name a couple things you think that have to happen by you and your teammates. We're going to need more people. I mean, we're we're showing up maybe fifteen to twenty, but I mean, we're going to need that solid at least twenty number. Absolutely, Logan Leitner, our final Rock Creek player guest tonight here in our. 2022 high school football media days logan good luck to you and rock creek this season i think the games uh, are on saturday nights is that correct uh, uh coach woods am i correct with that and yeah. so i look forward to checking some of those out those won't conflict with some of the other uh, high school friday night games yeah currently uh, all of our games are scheduled on friday we do have oh, one okay. still uh still lingering on uh the 14th from duggar union but uh, the majority, the majority of them, excuse me, will be uh, on Saturdays. We're looking at seven o'clock times, some noon times, uh, depending upon travel, and um, you know whether whether it be Saturday or Friday night. We're still going to get out there and compete. Uh, the kids are still going to be excited to play, and. Uh, Rock Creek uh, product to be out on the field, family family strong out there. All right, that's Coach Scott Woods and players. Rock Creek joining us here at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. We'll head to a commercial break, back with more schools, including Clarksville and Charlestown, as our 2022 high school football media days program continues after this on the Big X Sports Radio. And we're back, our 2022 Clark and Floyd County's High School Football Media Day underway here at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100 here in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Reminder to sign up for the annual Back Your Blue 5K, which is on September 10th at Big Four Station Park. For more information, visit INFOP100, that's INFOP100.com, or you can look them up on Facebook at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Segment two of our marathon-like show in this segment, Clarksville and Charlestown will be featured. Still ahead later in the evening, Silver Creek and Floyd Central. And our final segment tonight, New Albany and Jeffersonville, as we take you through interviews with the eight football-playing schools here in Clark and Floyd Counties. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is my co-host. And with us at the table right now, Coach Justin Bozier of Clarksville, who enters year number five as boss of the Generals. Coach, it seems like just yesterday you were joining us for the first time. Now you're a veteran of five years, and, boy, things have really changed in your tenure uh, with the Clarksville football program. Yeah, it absolutely has. Uh, I can't believe, you know, this is the group I have. We're seventh and eighth graders. Um, 
and just how far we've come and, and, and where we're going, we're excited about this year. Coach, I know you had a scrimmage on Friday night, which is kind of a final opportunity to see what you've got in live action before week one. That's when you'll host Scottsburg this Friday night. Tell us about the scrimmage, maybe the good and, and even a little bad if there was any. Yeah, a lot of good. Um, up front, we're, we're very excited about our offensive line. We're very excited about our fullback and, and running back this year. Um, obviously, coming off of you know 2,000 yards plus last year, the line of scrimmage was moving and uh, moving in the right direction for us. And so that was great to see. You know, we kept Robert on a pitch count for Friday. He, I think he only had about seven, seven carries um, and scored three of those. So he had a pretty good night. But then when we put our backup in, you know, we were averaging seven, eight yards a carry. Um, so a really good night. Worked on our pass game a little bit. Still working on getting Caleb back. He missed uh, a lot of July with a, a back issue. Um, so he's really just – he was allowed to start throwing when we opened camp August 1st. So he's still only two weeks into throwing. Um, so we're working on getting his timing back. Um, ran a lot of – we ran more straight passes than we probably normally would. So who is uh, subbing in for Caleb right now? Well, he, he played. Uh, we, we kept him um, no contact, but he played Friday. And our, our backup, Morgan – Glover has done a good job um, getting himself ready. He's only a sophomore, still got a ways to go, um, but we feel comfortable. You know, we used him in all of July, our two scrimmages in July. Um, so we feel comfortable if something were to happen to Caleb that, you know, Morgan would be the man to step in that night and uh, we could be able to operate our offense. Coach Bozier, you have talked a lot in recent seasons, and we had a chance to talk to you after some of those big wins Uh, on our post-game coverage, uh, which was a lot of fun. But you've talked a lot about taking steps forward as a football program. And uh, I mentioned when we came back from the commercial break, there have been some big changes with the program. But what what do you feel like is the next step for Clarksville football? The next step this year is obviously the winning season. Um, But those steps have been taken from our youth program, through our middle school program, and now to our high school program. Um, we have more players in our program than in the last 10 years. You know, we currently have 39 football players uh, on the high school team. We have 28 players on the middle school team. Um, we have two youth teams um, that are both have 20 players each. Um, so there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of um, enjoyment just coaching. Uh, two of my coaches are our youth coaches uh, along with myself. So we put a lot of effort into um, building it from the ground up. Uh, there's plenty of plenty of reason for excitement this year, Justin. You got uh, what 17 or 18 starters back? I don't know. Tell me. It's not 17 or 18. Tell eight. me exactly. It's more more about uh, eight eight <laughs> that do that do both. But you know, on the offensive side, we do have nine returning starters. Uh, we lost Brian Ramirez, who who was a solid. Brian played, you know, week one for me, my first year as a true freshman and he just he grew from there and he's going to be missed um and then dakota caps uh, brother of morgan here um you know we got him out for two years and he wasn't a football player before uh before his junior year and so he'll be missed as well but you know nine starters that means four offensive linemen that means your fullback that also includes a tight end who played last year 
our leading receiver, our quarterback, so and and our running back. <laughs> um, so we we have a lot of guys coming back, a lot of guys who have played three years, four years. Um, so very experienced um, in the junior and senior classes. Justin Bozier, the head coach of Clarksville, joining us here at Jeffersonville Police uh, Lodge 100 uh, on our Clark and Floyd County Media Days program. Coach, I want to talk to you a little bit about the schedule. This is the second year for the Generals of being an independent football team, no longer members of the Mid-Southern Conference. How has that changed the schedule? Uh, it's a much different look here in year two of independency. Yeah, last year it was kind of thrown together. We lost some MSC opponents that we didn't expect to when we made the change. Um, so we had to throw a schedule together last year. You know, we played uh, a team up by Valparaiso, South Central Union Mills. We played them in Noblesville on a neutral site. Um, we had to play the reigning state champion in Covenant Christian. So last year's schedule was just kind of, yeah, we want these couple of games, but we had to fill with whoever was available. This year's schedule um, is how you want to build a schedule. You know, I've been around football, Indiana football in particular, for 30 years now. And I've heard coaches talk about how you would want to build a schedule if you could. And that's kind of what we went out and did. You know, we're a 2A program. Right now we play three 3A schools, North Harrison, Scottsburg, and Charlestown. So there's going to be tough games. You're going to have to come out and play your, your heart out to win those games, to have a chance to win those games. Um, and then you play, you know, your, your size opponents, Perry Central, um, Providence, who did drop to 1A, but I still consider them, you know, to be our size and, and our rank, and then uh, Crawford County. Um, and then we have three 1A opponents with uh, Greenwood Christian, uh, Eastern Green, and West Washington. So it, it kind of balances out where we play three bigger, three about the same size, and three smaller um, and, and hopefully that equals into more wins for the generals. You got the coveted six home games this year now, right? Yes, we, we somehow pulled that off. Um, with losing Rock Creek, we picked up Greenwood Christian Academy. We said, come on down. We got great facilities. Um, we can host the game. And, uh, yeah, after we travel to West Washington week two, we get to pack up the travel bags and uh, just enjoy being home. That's, uh, that's great. Coach Bozier of Clarksville. Uh, been great to have you on the last, again, four C. This is the fifth time uh, in your fifth year and, and see how this program has changed. Uh, let's hear now from some of your players. Morgan Caps, I know, is a guy that you're counting on greatly this upcoming season. Morgan, you do a, a little bit of everything for this football team. Uh, what's your favorite way to contribute to the Generals? Probably defense. Defense. Uh, definitely this year helping out. With tackling and uh, coverage, for sure, being a leader on defense and uh, offensively, too. And, Morgan, I think anybody that's seen you play knows you're an athlete. You, you play multiple sports. Do you have a favorite, and uh, which one and why? Uh, football, definitely. And I just like, I like the contact part of the sport. All right. Uh, talking with Morgan Caps of Clarksville, a senior for this uh, Generals football team. Scottsburg, the opponent, on week one. Yes, I know sir. you guys uh, just finished your Monday practice. Uh, what do you know about the Warriors, and uh, how excited are you to take the field for the first time this season? Um, I'm looking for, for revenge for sure. Um, we, had a, we had a good practice today, and I just feel like our group is bonding like as a team, so we're definitely ready for them on Friday. All right, uh, Morgan, with the season here, 
uh, you guys are in these final few days of preparation. Look back to the summer, those extremely hot days, and I know we've still had some, but those extremely hot days with a lot of tough assignments from Coach Bozier and the staff. How have you guys improved already before playing an actual game? No, the summer definitely got us ready. We had um, all of our main players definitely came out to the summer and uh, got good work in. And we had our scrimmages during the summer um, really helped us out a lot. Awesome. All right, that's Morgan Caps, a wide receiver uh, and defensive back for Clarksville Senior. And Isaac Chavez, our next guest, a junior for Clarksville. And uh, Josh Cook is going to speak with him. How's it going? Did I get your name right? I, yeah, you did. Okay, all right, good, 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 good. <laughs> All right, Isaac. So what's uh, so what's the goal now for for Robert Lamar? What how how much does it uh, does it do you take pride in seeing him gain twenty two hundred yards last oh, year? Oh, most definitely. You know, Robert. You know, he might he might as well like be like one of the best running backs I've ever blocked for. And you know, he's he's worked really hard over the past years, especially when he was with Clarksville. And you know, he's been grinding. He's been he's just been a showboat. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, how much pride do you take in that to see him go for 300 yards in a game or 200 yards and touchdowns in a game? Oh, um, uh, does, does that does that make you proud? To, to it really does. It really does. I think he's going to go all the way. All right. Well, tell me about some of the other guys on the offensive line this year. Uh, first, we got of course uh, our left tackle Logan Cray. He's been working as well over the summer. Uh, we got our right tackle Marcus Mar- uh, Marcus. Uh, he's been, you know, he he came to Clarksville two months ago, uh, but he's been grinding. He's been going crazy in the weight room and on the field as well. And then we got Jonathan Howlett, our right guard. He's been he's been going crazy as well in the weight room, and he's been he's been doing great. He's been doing well. And of course, you got me and Luke. Uh, we've been we've been going crazy ever since. And you know, we just worked hard, worked hard in the the weight room and on the field. Now, is Luke somebody uh, you want to mess with? Uh, isn't he like a black belt or something? Is this right? He does it all. He does boxing. He does jiu-jitsu. He does it all. But, nah, Luke would be – nah, I would not mess with Luke. He's he's a train. He's a monster right there. <laughs> all right, let's talk to uh, Luke Kane, offensive line and defensive line for Clarksville and a junior. Is all this true, Luke, all these things you have in addition to football? That's quite the resume, man. I just do the same shape for football. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Uh, Morgan mentioned this just a few moments ago, and I want to bring it up with you. Uh, this opening game against Scottsburg is not only exciting to see the season get here, but really last year a game that went a little sour for you guys. Final score, 39-27, a season-opening loss. And I know you guys were right there in that contest. Uh, what would it mean to reverse that this year and come away with a win in week one? It'd be it'd be very good to get that very good, very good way to start the season. I mean, they're they're a tough opponent, tough team, but we're a lot better than we was last year, and we was capable of winning the game last year. So I definitely think we'll be able to win this year. Luke Kane, my guest, uh, Coach Bozier mentioned some outstanding numbers for Clarksville as far as your teammates. That is just a true success story, given where the program was a number of years ago. Do you, as a player, take pride in seeing more of your classmates come out and participate, and also support you guys in the stands as well? Yeah, most definitely because you know, the past few years when we weren't the greatest team or ever, like a lot of people in the school may not come to the game because they think, oh, they're just going to lose. But now we're turning things around. we got more players and winning more games, so we get a lot more people out on the stands, and it's, it's a great, a good environment. Luke, what are you focused on for your 
job, your role this season specifically? Blocking hard, always picking up my assignment, and just watch Robert run to the end zone. I like that. I like that. Good stuff and a great way to conclude our segment with Clarksville and Coach Bozier. Guys, thanks for being here tonight. Best of luck to the Generals this season, all right? Thank you. All right, we've got uh, Charlestown coming up now. Coach Hawkins is going to make his way over to the table with his players. And uh, I'll remind you, the week one games here in the area, Silver Creek at Charlestown. You know we'll be talking with Coach Hawkins about that uh, coming up here in just a moment. Also, Bardstown at Bethlehem at Providence, Scottsburg at Clarksville, Bloomington South at New Albany, Mail at Floyd Central and Jeffersonville after losing their week one opponent. They will be idle this week. Josh, what game are – sometime you'll hit multiple games. What game are you going to be at on Friday? Yeah, I think I'll probably start at Clarksville and then head to Providence and then maybe New Albany since they're all right, all right there in a row. You've been known to get out and check out a lot of games. All right, Coach Hawkins is with us. He is truly one of the veterans of high school football in our area. This is year number 17, Hawk, at Charlestown. And, of course, when I think of you, I think of your father and what a great football and athletic family you guys have been over the years. Uh, year number 17, Coach, I mean, you're getting up there on the charts. Yeah, it's uh, very shocking that I've been here this long. And uh, time has went so fast. And I can remember 07 and starting out 10-0. and 0. That first year, like it was, you know, a week ago. Fun stuff. Uh, Jason Hawkins, our guest. Got to start right in with the big game of the week. Uh, it's a week one rivalry game. Silver Creek will come to your place on Friday night for what's billed as the Battle of Highway 403. And it's really become a great game to start the season. I applaud the coaches and the ADs for uh, leading off with that one right out of the gate. Uh, there's already excitement about the year, but this game, I think, just adds to it for Charlestown and for Silver Creek. Yeah, it really does. Um, you know, we start out with Silver Creek and then come back with Brownstown. So, we, you know, we get right going right right from the start. So our kids have had a good summer. Um, I feel like that we, we've improved throughout the summer. And our, our seniors, we've lost the last three years to Silver Creek, and finally we get to play at home, um, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah, getting to play that first game at home, uh, that's that's something that hadn't been possible the last few years, right? Yes, sir. We haven't been able to. We went down to Silver Creek the last three years, and uh, we're ready for them to come to our place. All right, Coach, you mentioned the start of your schedule, Silver Creek, and then at Brownstown Central in week two. That is really a tough go of it. By the time September gets here, uh, you're going to know a ton about this Charlestown team and what you need to do to be successful in the conference and also in the postseason. Yeah, we scrimmaged uh, Floyd Central, which is a uh, 5A school, and we felt like we held our own pretty well, and uh, well, we did some good things. Um, starting out with Silver Creek, a good football team, and have been for the last couple of years. And then, you know, when you play Reed May, so, you know, we're, we're looking – We'll know a lot in the first two weeks and uh, see where we're at. And, uh, you know, we feel like that we have a good football team and we're, we're happy where we're at and uh, we're just going to have to come ready to play. A lot of guys back this year, Jason. How many starters do you have back on offense and defense? Uh, we got about seven to eight on both sides. And, you know, obviously the, the big missing uh, piece on the offensive line is Keontae Goodwin. But, but yeah. how are you guys going to kind of – I mean, we lost. Yeah, we're losing Keontae uh, definitely hurts. I mean, he's a five-star University of Kentucky, but 
I mean, I'm real comfortable with the line that we got. Uh, led, I mean, Malachi, and uh, we got three or four. Colin Davenport's back off a knee injury, and uh, he's he's looked really good. We got, I think we got one of the better centers in the area, and Cowper, and uh, uh, we got we got some kids that I feel like are pretty good. We probably average 230 to 240 on the line, and uh, I think in high school that that's pretty good. And uh, of course, you're going to miss Keontae, but I'm really happy about where our line's at right now. Coach Hawkins, I do want to go back and mention last season it was a 7-3 and three campaign, a really good year for the Pirates. And I think if you uh, want to look across the area, you guys would be one of the teams here at the onset that people have a lot of hope for this year that they can, uh, can replicate that type of success. Last year was a real good momentum-building year for your club, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, two years ago we went 3-7, and seven, but we got hit – we got – probably hit harder than anybody else with COVID. Now, I don't, I don't like using that as an excuse, but we did get pre- hit pretty hard. You know, we had three or four games where we had 15 kids, and uh, those 15 kids play their butts off, but it's hard to play with 15 kids. Uh, last year, we went 7-3. and three. We started out 0-2. We feel like that we could have won the Silver Creek game if a couple things would have went our way, and we got beat by Brownstown, then we went on a stretch, and then we lost Clay, uh, our quarterback, and we – Chase played great, but you, when you lose your starting quarterback, um, we had a chance to beat Greensburg, and I, I feel like that we probably could have beat them with Clay. Um, so, you know, we 7-3 is not bad, but it, it's not what we want. And uh, we're looking to improve on that. And uh, these seniors are hungry, and they've been working hard, and they're, you know, they're fun to be around, and they're excited. And, uh, you know, they're just, I feel like they're, they're ready to go. Just really unfortunate timing last year on that injury to Clay. I think it was really late in the regular season. And then, you know, obviously you're without him in the in the postseason. But just tell me about his development. You know, he's he's really the two way uh, the, the two way machine of passing, running, all that kind of stuff. The yeah, he's, threat, I should say. He, uh, he's been throwing the ball pretty well. I mean, he's lucky that he has uh, Jake and Xander to be able to throw the ball. In my opinion, I think the, these two guys are two of the best receivers in the area. Uh, Jake can go deep on anybody. He can outrun anybody that, that guards him. And Xander is a real good underneath route runner. He kind of reminds me of a Wes Welker type. And, uh, you know, these two kids, can they can play. So it, And then we got Ethan French, which is a 6'3", kind of tight end type kid. So, you know, Clay's been lucky. He's, he's had some good receivers to be able to throw to. And, uh, you know, we've been trying to hold back all summer on Clay's running because I don't really want to – be in a situation we were in last year. So we're not sure how much we're, he's going to run early in the year. Uh, you know, if the game's on the line, then, you know, it, it's, it's all go. And uh, But we're trying to hold back a little bit from him running. Um, and we're, we are planning on throwing the ball a lot more. Jason Hawkins of Charlestown, our guest, uh, joining us here on this Monday night in advance of the big one on Friday against Charlestown. I know we opened talking about that game, and I want to close with you talking about that as well. Uh, to start the year, there's always a little bit of fanfare and hype, but I know that game, whether it's at Silver Creek or this year at Charlestown, it brings out the students and it really brings out the communities. After a summer of work in the heat outside, uh, I know that has to be exciting to look up for these players especially and see that type of support and that type of crowd in a season-opening game. Yeah, we were really happy Friday night at our scrimmage. Um, the student section was probably better than it has been in the last three to four years um, and the, and it was a lot of school spirit and they 
I was really excited for that many kids for a scrimmage. Uh, my daughter's a senior, and now she's like one of the pep club leaders. So if it gets bad, then I'm going to blame her. But um, these kids, they deserve support. They, they've worked hard. Uh, we think we're going to be pretty good. And, you know, we want people to, you know, and all the kids to come out and support us and watch us. All right, Coach, as the dean of area coaches or one of the veterans, I've got to ask in general, uh, what type of season do you think we're in for with area teams here this year? What's high school football going to look like in southern Indiana? You know, I, I think it's gotten better um, within the years. Um, you know, Providence is going to be good. I think Clarksville has in, is going to improve uh, in the, at their level. You know, I, I, I think that if we're all cylinders uh, sectional time, that I really think this could be a time that we're going to be really excited to, for the tournament to start. Um, you know, Silver Creek, Dave's done a great job over there, and he's for the last three years. And, uh, you know, he's he's really good football coach, and I really don't like playing against him week one. Um, and, you know, Brownstown's Brownstown. We think they're down, but you never know. And so, you know, all around southern Indiana, the New Albany went to semi-state last year. So, you know, we that, that's great for us to be able to make that move. Uh, we're just hoping that we're the next one to do it. Absolutely. Jason Hawkins of Charlestown with us. And Coach Hawk, now let's transition to some of your players. Malachi Rios is up first. And Malachi, if you'll grab the mic, we'll bring you on. Um, I've got to start with the Silver Creek game. Uh, There's a lot of excitement in the room about that contest on Friday night. From a player perspective, tell us about week one getting ready for an opponent, a rival like the Dragons. Um, You know, everybody on the team's been working hard. We've been grinding. Um, I think coming against Silver Creek, we haven't beat them in the past three years. It's our first time home game, so everybody's got, you know, their nerves are up, practice is harder, we're hitting harder, we're ready. You know, this is the most hardest we've ever been. We're really coming, you know, we're bringing it. And I think that we're really going to show what Charlestown is as a football team. Malachi, the difference for you this year as a senior, uh, more pressure, more leadership. Tell me what's, what's different about this go-around. Um, yeah, the leadership is there. Uh, I feel like I have to be, you know, inspire the team and, uh, you know, work harder as a leader. Malachi, thank you for your comments. Best of luck on Friday night. And uh, now we're going to talk with Jake Otters back. Uh, Jake is a wide receiver and a DB as well for the Pirates, and Josh Cook is going to interview you, Jay. Uh, he's also a pretty pretty decent hurdler, as I recall, too, yes. from uh, <laughs> from track and field season. But, Jake, uh, just tell me about this season. You know, what, what are your hopes, uh, expectations heading into this thing? You know, I'm excited, especially for Creek first year at home. Um, we're returning a lot of players. Um, everyone got stronger over the summer. Everyone's been hitting pretty hard. Practice has been smooth. I'm just excited to see what we have. Uh, coach is talking about the receivers, so here's your chance to, to tell us uh, about this receiving group. That you know, you I believe that we have one of the strongest cores in southern Indiana. We're all pretty athletic, pretty tall, pretty fast, um, and I think we can get past anyone who's in our way. All right, and Coach says you're going to – you might throw the ball more than you have in the past. What does – how does that sound to you? It sounds pretty great. Um, I love getting deep. I love going out for the balls, um, and I just love looking fast. <laughs> And can we get you to hurdle somebody on the field this year? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jake Otter's back. Uh, And now we'll go to Xander Morris, a wide receiver 
uh, for the Pirates. Xander, we've talked about this big game on Friday. Uh, Coach Hawkins also talked really about the big start for the Pirates, Silver Creek and Brownstown in back-to-back weeks. That's a big challenge, and you guys have the opportunity in front of you to make a big statement here early on. How exciting is that as a player? I am beyond excited. I've been waiting for this game for a while. I think we all have. I mean, this group of seniors, we've been together since Little League, and we've been playing all our lives together. And I think this year we're this year is going to be a standout season, and we're, we're ready, and we're going to – we're going to play on Friday. Going back a year ago, I know as Coach Hawkins said, you guys weren't pleased necessarily with the 7-3 and three record and the final result in the sectional. But can you look back upon that season, even some of the players that you guys lost to graduation, and see that there were some real learning moments there that will translate over to this year? I think definitely seeing with what happened last year and how we went down last year, that's, that's motivated us a lot. And – We've worked and we've we've worked on what we didn't have as much last year, and I think we're going to be a lot better, a lot better in areas that we weren't the best in last year. But overall, last year I think we did pretty good. But this year it's going to be I think we'll be, we'll be a lot better than we were last year. All right, Xander Morris, big crowd obviously on Friday, right? Yeah, um, like Hawk said, the student section at the scrimmage was probably one of the bigger sections we've seen coming out of school and like I'm buddies with all the leaders and we're working to get as many people as we can there and I think I think it's going to be pretty fat at the game Friday all right good stuff Alex Harden uh, a middle linebacker for the Pirates up next and Josh will talk with you sir you got to tell me about the defense Alex I think it's one of our strong suits I mean we you know are held accountable for almost all the touchdowns that the other team scores and with Malachi on the line I mean I think in the past three years, he's had an interception every year and almost ran him back for touchdowns every single year. He just, he's a real help for the team, and I think our defense, yeah, is the most strongest part of the team, honestly. And, and talk to me about the start of that, start of the season, Silver Creek and Brownstown right off the bat. Uh, it's, it's definitely a, a hard, you know, start, but, <clears throat> I mean, once we get past those, it almost feels like the next, you know, Five games just float right by, and then we're already in sectionals. Uh, 98 tackles last year. Can, yes, sir. Can we get two more at least this year? Oh, most definitely. I feel like I was cheated some last year, but I won't say anything about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm shooting for 110 at least. All right. Alex Harden, our final Charlestown Pirate with us here tonight. Guys, look forward to seeing you guys. That's going to be a fun one to be at Friday. I'll be there, and it uh, should be a great way to kick off the season. Best of luck to you. Thank you. All right, Charlestown football here as our 2022 high school football media day program continues. We are live at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100 here in Jeffersonville, Indiana, and they want to remind you to sign up for their annual Back Your Blue 5K, which is Saturday, September 10th at Big Four Station Park. For more information on that event and the FOP here in Jeff, you can visit infop100.com. That's infop100.com. Or visit them on Facebook 
at Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back in segment three tonight, we're going to talk with David Pappenhaus, the head coach of the Silver Creek Dragons, in advance of the big game on Friday night against Charlestown. And then coming up later in the segment, James Bragg and the Floyd Central Highlanders will be featured as well. Week one, it's just around the corner. We'll be back after this here on the Big X Sports Radio. and Josh Cook back here at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100 for our 2022 Clark and Floyd Counties High School Football Media Day at Silver Creek and Floyd Central, uh, their opportunity to be represented here in our third segment tonight. And Josh, I'll tell you, the uh, Silver Creek-Charlestown contest, it really has dominated a lot of your headlines. It's what I've spoke about a lot this week on my show and obviously more conversation to come, but uh, it's about all you can ask for in week one, a big rivalry game with the Battle of 403. Uh, Chad Gilbert uh, today telling us about that special trophy that they have that the winner gets. So it's uh, become quite the way to start the high school football season here in southern Indiana. Is it bigger than the WNBA, WNBA MVP for the All-Star Game trophy? Did you I, see that I one? It was like this it, big. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty small. But, no, great way to start it. You know, like you, you've talked about in the past, we know we don't really have the rivalry games that we had before, uh, Providence, New Albany, some of those other games to start the season. So this is great. You know, uh, two schools just separated by uh, by a few miles down the, down the road. And, uh, you know, it's um, I'm sure uh, Coach Papp is upset because he doesn't get to play this game at home like he has for the last uh, three years. So, uh, But it's very, very, very great game to start off the season. All right, let's uh, bring on Coach David Pappenhaus as we'll talk with him uh, and the Dragons here in this segment. Coach, uh, before we get into this year's team, speaking of rivalry games, uh, it's a big one on Friday, but I really applaud you guys. In addition to your Mid-Southern Conference games, Floyd Central and Jeffersonville, uh, both on the schedule. Uh, those are, I think, as time goes on, going to be great additions to our rivalry game-type landscape. And we need more of those after losing some. So kudos to you guys and to the other schools involved in making those uh, big games that matter to our great communities here locally matter. Yeah, they're uh, they're really good games. Uh, you know, last year uh, at Floyd, it, it was a huge crowd. Um, and, you know, we came out on top on that one. And, and uh, you know, just a, a really great atmosphere and, and a good time. And then, you know, we had Jeff at home and, and didn't really go the way we wanted it to. But uh, an, another huge, huge gate and uh you know it was a good time and the 403 games always uh packed i i think and with the weather it looks like we're gonna hit the jackpot this week i think it's gonna be huge weather is so key for these early games uh, you've got the heat to contend with of course the heat index and also storms and lightning which can cause i think was it a year ago week one was was terrible or maybe a couple years ago i don't know it all runs together but the weather forecast does look good for week one that's for sure well, it's great to hear uh coach before we start on this season we got to talk a little bit about what you lost from last season though you know trey shane obviously did uh, did so much for you guys and then then in the off season two you lost uh, LaShawn mays uh, moved back down to florida but just just tell me about some of those guys uh 
that you've lost. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty uh, pretty big one-two punch to uh, to not have anymore. Um, you know, Trey's off at Georgetown, and and I think he'll do a great job down there. And uh, you know, Lashawn moved back to Florida to get you know closer to one side of his family, and uh, you know, you can't fault the kid for that. But uh, you know, we also lost. Uh, couple of linemen last year Ross Scully I believe is walking on at Cincinnati this year and uh, you know we uh, we have a lot of a lot of new faces in a lot of places but uh, we're excited to to see how it all comes together all right week one coach the big game at Charlestown we just heard from coach Hawkins and some of the Pirates talking with you now and some of the Dragons what's uh, what's it going to be like this week practice wise and just in the school environment Leading up to such an important Week One matchup, oh, it's a good time. This this is uh, this is fun, and, and you know th- this is the times that the kids will will remember. You know, twenty years from now, th- these weeks, and you know the anticipation building up to it, and and uh, you know we're kind of staying on script with uh, practice this week. We're not anything out of the ordinary. Um, you know, it's uh, we're just glad to be back in the groove. We've been back to school for this is what week three of school so you know i think they're finally in the groove here uh school wise and and uh you know kind of in the routine with the weekly practice now coach we we uh, talked about trey and Lashawn, but who are some of the guys this year we can look out for um you know there's there's a lot up front um we we do bring a few starters back with with sam garing and luke campbell and and uh walker hoffman up front we've got a couple of new guys up there uh and Jack Hobbs and Eli Newman that we're, we're excited about. Um, you know, in, in the backfield, um, Wyatt Hoffman, you know, played a lot last year and, and got quite a few carries, but he's going to kind of be the be more of a focal back this year. And uh, we've also got Charles Berkeley and a, and a young guy, Sam Kahn's going to, uh, to get some carries for us as well. Um, out on the edges, um, you know, Donovan Mosley is a name I think everybody's going to get to know pretty quickly. Uh, he was primed to have a great year last year and, and tore his ACL on Wednesday um, mm. of the Charlestown week. So um, he, he's worked his tail off all winter and, and to come back, and, and I think he's going to have a good year. Um, uh, a couple of new guys, uh, Bryce Henderson um, came back out. He'll be a junior. He's been on the basketball team, and uh, – you know, he's, he's going to play football this year. And uh, Jackson Cerna, a sophomore, is going to have a good year for us. And we bring back Tyler Bach out there at receiver, you know, big body and, uh, you know, reliable receiver out there. Um, defensively, um, all kinds of new faces everywhere. Uh, you know, Brett Wilson's going to be great on the D-line. Uh, Eli Newman had had – a lot of playing time last year and was really good in spurts and and I think he's really gotten himself in good shape and we're expecting a lot out of Eli this year um and then Elijah Bandy another sophomore on the D-line um other defensive guys uh Kalani Fugit is going to have a good year for us at, at outside linebacker and uh um, Colin Garlow at linebacker as well. And then we've moved Sam Gehring to uh, middle linebacker from, from nose man last year. Um, and then Charles Berkeley will be back there at safety. All right, Coach Pappenhouse, uh, this is year four for you at uh, Silver Creek as the head coach, but you've always been involved, it seems, with Southern Indiana High School football. What's your read on the Mid-Southern Conference this year normally Brownstown and you guys have been at the top 
Charlestown competitive as well. But what do you see this go around? Um, I, I think more of the same. You know, uh, I don't think you can really cast Brownstown out until somebody beats them and takes them off their off the top. Uh, you know, seeing Charlestown on film last week against Floyd, they're they're going to be a really really good football team. Um, you know, I haven't really seen too much of. Um, you know, Salem's usually pretty good, but we lost that game last year, so I really, you know, haven't seen them in, in a, two years, really. And, uh, you know, I think Corden's going to be much improved. They had a lot of injuries early on last year, and it uh, seems like they really didn't ever recover from that. Um, you know, I think Scottsburg may be improved as well. Uh, Coach, we got to talk about your sectional. There's been uh, some teams come in and, and move out, but I think – uh, East Central's still there, but uh, but Mooresville's moved out, and there's you know a couple other teams in there too. But just tell me about that. Yeah, that uh, it's it's still the uh, East Central Invitational until somebody uh, takes them off the throne as well. So um, you know, I, I think uh, you know it's a competitive sectional. I think I think that uh, you know there's eight pretty good teams in there. Um, you know, with East Central probably being on top, and and uh, you know I. The goal every year is kind of just to close the gap and, and see if we can see if we can get there with them. Uh, you know, I think in 20 we weather really didn't help us much, um, but you know, it is was we can't make excuses on that. We just gotta go get them. Absolutely, Coach. Let's uh, let's hear from some of your players that uh, are joining you here tonight at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Caden Oliver up first. He's your senior quarterback. And, Caden, I know a lot about you as a basketball player, but not as much as a football player. Tell us what you're going to bring to this Silver Creek football program. I'm going to bring some more excitement, maybe help us spread out the game more, get more plays going in the air, try and get a good bond between myself and our offensive linemen, but just bring a positive energy to the team. Caden, you came in last season after the football uh, year had concluded from Madison and uh, so you've had some time to, to get acclimated. It's not just been this summer and this school year. Uh, tell us about Silver Creek football. You're coming into a new team, a new program, a new coaching staff, and obviously new teammates. Maybe differences from Madison to here as you get ready for the season? Uh, I'd say there's a huge difference with the way the coaches go about things. I think there's a big difference between your teammates and everything. Your teammates want you to be your best, and they want that for you and your coaches will push you to be the best person and player that you can be. Now, Caden, this will be your first go at it in the battle for the Highway 403 trophy as well. Uh, that just adds, I think, extra excitement to week one, right? Yeah, it definitely adds more excitement, but I've got all my teammates and classmates hyping this game up and saying it's this huge deal, but I guess we'll find out Friday night. All right. I bet you had a busy summer, basketball, yep. a lot of travel stuff, but also uh, keeping football there very close as well. You were on the go. Yeah, I was on the go all summer. There were a couple times I had to tell coach that I was going to miss practice because I'd be out of state for basketball. Or Absolutely. All right, Caden, glad to have you here for football, and uh, best of luck on Friday night. Thank you. All right, Wyatt Hoffman, another senior, the running back and also a linebacker for Silver Creek, joins us now. All right, Wyatt, big shoes to fill. Yeah, yeah, very big <laughs> Tell shoes. Tell me about that. You got uh, what uh, – I don't – I think LaShawn may have ran for 1,000 if he didn't. He was really close. But you got 2,000-yard you rushers last year. Just tell me about how, how you guys are kind of 
going to make up for those losses. Yeah, I've been able to learn a lot from them. Uh, we compete all last year in practice, and, um, you know, I've I've been able to learn so much from especially Trey. I mean, he was very successful for us, so hopefully we can find a way to repeat that, and I think we will. Yeah, it's uh, a, lot of, a lot of yards, uh, touchdowns, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and who else are going to be some of the other guys who are going to find the end zone this year besides, you know, hopefully yourself? And, and um, Charles Berkeley will be a big name in the backfield as well. Um, like Coach said, Donovan Mosley, he's coming off of an injury, and um, he'll, he'll be very motivated to be good for us this year. Um, you'll even see Sam Gehring in a few runs. But, um, yeah, those are the big names. All right, let's, let's flip the sides and go to the defense. Tell me about the defense. Um, our defense will be great. I mean, um, we have a lot – we have a lot of um, upperclassmen playing in the backfield, and um, it'll be a very smart, def- quick defense. And um, I think we'll have a lot of success back there as well. All right, now something I didn't get a chance to ask Coach about, but you know, I'll ask you about. Just tell me about the changes going on in Silver Creek, the facilities. I know the football field is going to eventually move over to where the, the baseball field is. You won't be around for that, I guess, unfortunately. But. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to come back and see the, all the changes that they're going to make. But it's going to be an interesting year. It's we're glad to have um, one last year on our field before they um, bring the new one in. So it'll, it'll be a good fun for us to have that last year on the field. All right, and our final dragon is Sam Gehring, uh, a, a junior offensive lineman and linebacker as well uh, for Silver Creek. Sam, welcome in. Uh, excitement level for Friday night. I got to oh, yeah. believe it's on high, right? Yes, sir. What's the uh, and it's just Monday, I know, but what's the student body? What's your classmates been like so far about this game coming up? Oh, they're crazy about it every day. They've just been talking about it. Uh, basically, the first day of school, they've been talking about how crazy it's going to be. How many people's going to be there? What they're going to wear? What their chance is going to be? It's it's going to be a fun night. I know that coach will probably take his headset off here. He probably doesn't want to hear the answer to this, but as a player. Uh, do you guys pay attention to the crowd? Do you guys feed off? I would have to think that the noise, the cheering, the students, the energy that makes up the environment of such a big rivalry game. I'd say mainly, yeah, but what we like to tend to do is just block all of that off. We just play, play best our abilities and see how it goes. We just heard from Caden Oliver, who comes in as a senior and the quarterback of this group. Uh, what have you seen from Caden since he's been here this summer? Very good. I like him a lot. All right. Very succinct and uh, short answer. I like it. Sam, uh, as far as this team goes, let's look beyond Friday for just a moment at the whole body of work in your junior year. These guys, seniors, uh, goals for this team. Silver Creek has had some great campaigns recently. What does this one hope to do? Well, at first, we'd like to win the conference, which any team in the conference would like to do. Then we like to take, take it a step further and try to win sectionals this year. All right, good stuff. Sam Gehring, our third and final dragon with us here at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Uh, Silver Creek guys, best of luck. Thanks for being with us here tonight. All right, we will uh, now bring in Coach Bragg and Floyd Central as the Highlanders Next up to be featured, again, a reminder of our week one schedule. Silver Creek at Charlestown 
Also, Bardstown, Bethlehem at Providence, Scottsburg at Clarksville, Bloomington South is at New Albany, Mail at Floyd Central, and of course, Jeffersonville losing their week one opponent. They are idle on week one of the regular season on Friday. Josh, for so many years, we have done this program Thursday night right before scrimmages that uh, it takes me a minute to remember. It's just Monday night, and we've already had scrimmages, so trying to get used to this new format, at least for this year. Coach Bragg is with us to talk some Highlander football here at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Coach, I'm sure you're coming in just from practice. How are things going here to start your week on this Monday? Oh, it's been a great week. You know, we had a good scrimmage last week against Charlestown, and uh, boys get up mainly healthy, you know, and then today we had a great office of practice getting ready for mail. And uh, actually, you caught me uh, coming over from a junior high football game I was over watching our younger kids play. So it's been a good week so far. All right. You and I uh, caught up, as all the head coaches have, recently on my daily show but uh, we talked about this starting the season with mail and I'm not even going to call mail one of the top teams in Kentucky I'm going to call them one of the top teams in a I don't know the Midwest area perhaps is a better way to say it Uh, this is a game that's a tough one out of the gate but I think you have used it in your years at Floyd to kind of find out where things are at and as a barometer for this group of Highlanders. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is the the last time officially the Highlanders will play Mayo for a while. Um, you know, our contract's up, and uh, you know they the Mayo team we're watching right now they're unique in the fact that they are extremely talented. They don't have all the Division ones like they usually do and all that, but they just play much better together as a unit. And uh, they got some different wrinkles than we than we've seen in the past. You know, they're running a little bit of an odd front, which we've never seen. They've always been a four two five just you know, come right at us and block us. And then defensive or offensively, um, they've always ran a screen game, but they seem like they're running more of them this year and they're going a lot more vertical downfield with their speed. So it throws us for a little bit of a loop, but it's a great measuring stick for us to come into in to see just where we stack up. And, and I get that we're going, we always stack up against one of the best teams in the state of Kentucky, but I'm still a believer of if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And just see how our neighbors across the river do it. You know, Coach Wolf over there is a—he's awesome. He's a good friend. Uh, he's always been helpful, kind of a mentor to me uh, over there. And um, I really do appreciate them playing us. And I always look forward to the matchup. And our kids do too. I mean, the kids know who Mail is. Um, you know, they're not scared of him or anything like that. They look forward to seeing where we're at too. Because what we've learned a lot last week. We've got—we had a great practice today. We we'll learned a lot this week, but. After next Friday night, we'll really understand what we need to improve on to, to be the top team maybe in the – not only in the conference, but also win that sectional that we always try to get to. And then uh, <coughs> Manuel's no slouch either, right? Oh, no, no, no. So it's very interesting. We talk about it. Um, and when both teams got put on the schedule last year, uh, it kind of threw me for a loop. I knew nothing really about DuPont Manual, and they roll in, and they are just ground and pound. I mean, so – it's funny, you have Mayo who finesses you. You know, they try to get the, the outside game, the quick screen and everything, and DuPont doesn't care. They're going to line up double tight, power eye, and just say, hey, here comes ISO and, and blast right at you and stop us for four quarters. So, um, you know, they're a very well-coached team. Um, I, I've understand that, that something about their – we go to DuPont this year, which I'm excited about. They have, like, the oldest stadium, I guess, in Kentucky. Very, at, at, very yeah. I've never been yeah. there, and our kids have never been there. So – it it, uh, it should be a great experience, you know, and, of course, we want to come out and get the, the win, you know. But, uh, you know, first let's focus on mail, and then I'll worry about DuPont down the road. <laughs> Coach Bragg of Floyd Central joining us here on our 2022 high school football media days program. Coach, uh, 
a lot of losses to graduation a season ago. Uh, you've got some new faces that will be stepping into key spots, I know you hope, and you've also got some guys back, though, from last year that you're going to count on. What what does this team look like generally compared to last season? What are the differences in this 2022 ball club? Well, you know, last year we, we had a – we were very talented. We just didn't seem like we could put a full four quarters together, you know. This group that we have now, there's not very many seniors. We only have 13 seniors, but all – all of them contribute some way on the field for us right now. And they're just a closer-knit group, does that make sense? Um, you know, that's something that I think is taken for granted nowadays is that they, they truly do care about each other. They truly play as a team. Um, they hang out, for the most part, outside football as well. And, um, you know, with that junior class behind them, there's not very many of them. There's 22 of them. But they do start to gel together. You know, and one thing we've, we've talked about, and, and it's, it's a process and the lowering of the culture is, when we've been successful at Floyd, my, even when I was here when, as an assistant with Coach uh, Gleasing, was when, when the classes gelled together and understood, like, we have some weaknesses or some holes, this class behind us or in front of us can help us fill those gaps and we can come together as one and really understand the ultimate goal, we're successful. You know, I think last year there was times when we struggled with that. But this group of juniors and seniors that we have now understand that. You know, I think they finally understood, like, hey, you know, we might have a few – hiccups here at offensive defensive line but the class behind us can help us out you know and they've actually taken on some sophomores too there's we got about three sophomores in the mix that are starting to look uh look like um they can contribute to the team you know Wade Jacoby is one of those sophomores we're, we're starting a sophomore Friday night against uh Mayo uh not by default because he's worked he's worked hard he's he's, he's came to practice you know he's put time in the weight room off season and he's one out of spot so you know, we'll start one against him, and then there's Isaac Kaiser, who's in the mix. So I had kind of a little bit of an everything. He could um, potentially come in as quarterback if we needed him to. He's a DB and a wide receiver. And then we got another younger kid, Brandon Noble, who's on the offensive line right now. And we're kind of holding him back a little bit. You know, he needs a little bit. He's still a little green around the gills. But, uh, you know, that's the thing about this class of seniors is that they don't take that as a, a slap in the face or, or they're not good enough. They, they understand that there's only 13 of us, and – Last time I checked, 11 play, but 22, and, and we've talked about it before, when we're successful, we're playing 55 guys tonight. We need that help from those other classes to be successful, and they've really done a good job of buying in and making those guys feel really a part of the team. Now, when I look at you guys, James, you, you guys return quite a few skill players, but on the line you're, is where you're kind of graduating to some of the guys from last year. Yeah, you know, we, we bring back a quarterback. We bring back a tailback. We bring back almost every receiver except for one. Uh, we bring back two tight ends that we use. We bring back our uh, wing guys. Um, we bring back a ton. It's the offensive line where, where we graduated a lot, you know. And, and last year the problem with the offensive line was we never really got in a good rhythm because of injuries, just flat out because of injuries. You know, uh, Wade Jacoby's brother, uh, uh, Walker Jacoby, was one of our right guards. He, had a, uh, he injured his knee against Jeffersonville, was done for the year. So that was one. Seth Anders, who's back on our starting line right now, he – her, um, he uh, had a leg injury last year. He was done for the year, so he's back, you know. So the only offensive lineman really that we have back that was stable all year was Justin Brown as a junior, and he started uh, 10 games for us as a sophomore, you know. Uh, Dakota Simpson's back, but he started due to injury. So, like, we never had that gelling of that offensive line, which you like, um, not by default or anything, or just because next man up mentality really took over last year for the offensive line. Defensive line, we graduated a ton and in, in, in defense. You know, our front – Seven is completely new except for two linebackers, Jake House, which one of them sitting right here, and then Lockhart, who as a sophomore last year started towards the end of the year. 
Um, but up front, I mean, we lost everything, you know, um, you know, and, and people took, I won't say took it for granted, but you didn't realize how valuable those guys were. We had last year, Nate Ripley was an all conference, uh, defensive lineman. You had, um, Gavin Harvey, who was a defensive end. Of course, we had an all conference, uh, linebacker and Garen Jenkins. So those are very big shoes to fill. And, um, you know, I'm hoping that these guys can step up to the plate and get that done. So we're looking at some youth guys to really step it up um, on the defensive line. You know, Isaac Hunt, hoping that he he uh, clogs up the middle for us. You know, we got Emerson Jones back on that side who got some playing time last year. He's a senior this year. And then Jude Harrison comes back at defensive end. And Jude might not look very big, but he's scrappy. And um, as a defensive end, sometimes that's better to be scrappy than big and bulky and, and slow. So, um but we'll see what happens, you know. <clears throat> you guys uh, guys got in an early hole last year, I guess, James, with the schedule, right? And you <clears throat> got those first two tough games in Silver Creek. Then you had to come in with a last-minute fill-in for Davies County and just kind of got behind the eight ball at that point in the season. But then uh, as the season picked up, you guys started to play. It, it seemed like better. You guys won four of your last six or something like that. Yeah, you know, we, we were trying to find our niche, you know, week one and two, and I don't like to make excuses, and these kids know it. We have a no-excuse policy. If you give me an excuse, you're just going to go run or up, down, or I'm not going to listen to you, and they've really bought into that. But, you know, last year, uh, you know, the, one of the guys sitting by me, Eli Brandon, was playing tailback for us. He walks in Monday morning for practice and finds out that our tailback was out uh, due to illness, and he's got to take the load, and he did a bad an eye and gets in there and tries to mix it up with mail, and and did what he could, you know. So it took us a couple of weeks just to get our lineup back healthy and, and off the COVID protocols and all that from last year. And then when we did, we finally started gelling and, and moving around, you know. So we joked that the, towards the end of the year was like our record against Kentucky. Yeah, we were 0-3, but those three teams had all – they were like 36-6, and 6, I think they were, by the end of the year because they had just beat up on – I mean, they had rolled through Kentucky football, but then they beat each other, you know, at the end of the season. So um, – you know, we, we finished the season strong. Um, it wasn't where we wanted to be, you know. Nobody wants to have a losing record like we did. Uh, and, but, you know, we learned from it. You know, these guys have worked hard, and, and this year we're hoping to move forward in the right direction. And, you know, hopefully COVID doesn't knock out any games or we don't have anything crazy. Hopefully we get to play a full conference. And, and really I hope everybody stays healthy in the conference. You know, um, I've heard some things from some conference opponents because of, of the scrimmage and stuff that some guys are out, some big guys that are – really talented for those teams and they're kind of banged up or out for maybe a season or so and you don't like to hear that you know as a head coach I mean I don't care who it is I want every kid to play and be healthy on the field and and uh you hate to see somebody get hurt but it's part of our game and and the next guy up and we're excited about that all right coach James Bragg of Floyd Central and uh, now we'll talk with a couple of the Highlanders players uh that are here with us in attendance Eli Branham is first Eli, welcome to the show tonight. Uh, what's the player perspective on opening against a powerhouse like Mayo? What do you uh, hope to learn on Friday night, regardless of the score, uh, about your game and this team for the upcoming year? Well, it really sets a standard. Like, we're playing one of the best teams, so we'll, never, we'll know we'll never really play anybody better. So it kind of, like, wakes us all up and tells us that we need to work harder. And if we do come out beating them, which I think most of us in our head know that we can, I mean, then it really sets a standard for the rest of the teams out there who's going to play us. All right, uh, Eli, I asked Coach this question. I want to get your uh, thoughts as well. Differences uh, in the team this year as opposed to uh, the Highlanders a season ago? Yeah, so definitely I would say this team has some of the best chemistry that you can have. I mean, we all get along. We all mess around. 
Uh, we are definitely coming off some linemen that we were missing. But I think we can all work with it and get better, and then that definitely win the season. All right, and as far as uh, your role as a wide receiver and, and DB for the Highlanders, uh, what's changed for you from a season ago? There's been a long summer of work behind you and a lot of practices here since school has been back in. What could be different about your game this season? Definitely not used to it, but now i got to share some reps. Definitely got two good receivers. I mean, I don't like it, but it's better for the team. Then i got to share reps with some fat guys, some tight ends. <laughs> that I don't love, but, I mean, it's, it's what's best for the team. It works out pretty good. I, I like it. I like your, uh, your uh, thoughts and your spirit there. Uh, Eli Branham, good luck this Thank season, you. okay? And uh, Jake House is next, and Josh Cook will chat with Jake. This is one of the guys he's got to share ropes with. <laughs> what do you think about those comments, Jake? I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> All right, we, Jake. we take it pretty well. I like it. Jake, you as Coach said, one of the couple guys coming back on defense. So, so you got to tell me about the defense. Uh, you know, what yeah. is, what's it going to take for you guys to be successful? This year? I mean, I'm pretty confident in what we've got. We, I was worried about our linebacker corp coming in because I didn't think we would have enough guys to – really get through games and like especially with injuries and stuff but we found some guys that could step up in the spot and we had to move a couple people around but I'm really confident in our DBs because they're all returners all experienced and we're really starting to see some growth on the D-line like some big dudes are stepping in and just filling spots so I'm pretty confident in what we've got. What was that like for you last year to, to start off have, have the rough start as coach mentioned against you know some of the best teams in Kentucky but then the second half of the season, it kind of turned it on. Um, I mean, it was frustrating because, like, me and Eli got to be a part of a couple really good teams at Floyd Central, and then to, like, take that fall from being one of the winningest teams in the program to having a losing record, it was tough. And it, it really got frustrating. So I think we definitely transferred that over for motivation this year. And that's going to motivate you guys into this year? Yeah. Definitely. And you mentioned some of the guys, uh, the, the teams that came before you, but what's it, what's it like to see some of the guys like uh, Zen or, or Winker, some of those guys going on to college now? And, and it's what, awesome. What do you think of that? Yeah. We, we talk about it a lot, especially with like Zen because he's at Ohio State. Like just seeing his pictures at Ohio State, stories that you can tell people about, like, hey, I practiced with that kid or that kid ran me over. <laughs> it's just fun to talk about, you know. All right, Jake House, our second, and – Final Highlander tonight, guys. Coach Bragg, always fun to catch up. Best of luck uh, on Friday, and uh, we'll talk with you soon. Have a great year. Thank you. That'll wrap up this segment. We'll head to a break here in just a moment. And when we come back, our final segment will feature the New Albany Bulldogs. Steve Cooley will join us. His team is just ahead of a big Friday night matchup against Bloomington South on Friday. And also Isaac Parker, the boss of the Jeffersonville Red Devils, joins the program here in our final segment coming up in just a moment. The show tonight live from the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. It's just a beautiful facility for the Jeffersonville police, and we sure appreciate them hosting us tonight as we gather all the football coaches and players here in the area. We'll head to a break. New Albany and Jeff next. We'll be back with more after this here on the Big X Sports Radio. After Monday night, she plays. 
We're back here at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100, host of the High School Football Media Days program this year. Matt Dennison and Josh Cook were your host, and uh, thank you so much to all of the area high school football coaches for taking time out of their busy schedules to join us tonight. Coach Cooley, uh, one of the veterans, probably the veteran, he is the veteran of high school football <laughs> here locally, is our guest in this segment as we feature New Albany first, followed by Jeffersonville. And Coach Cooley, I ran out of time with Coach Bragg, uh, but I'll let you answer this uh, in kind of a, a good situation here with your longevity as, as a coach in our state. But Coach Bragg rushing over here tonight as you are uh, from practice, uh, middle school games to get to. That's where he came from. Uh, the role of a high school football coach, and really it goes for any sport, but it never stops. Uh, summer, uh, during the season, middle school, uh, there are so many components to it, scouting, practices, and, of course, the games. Just a busy, busy time for all of you guys. Yeah, it's my 29th year doing it, and it's still it's a challenge every year, but it's still fun, you know. Um, we go from uh, you know, a youth league meeting you know, here this week at Worley Field over here with all the Southern Indiana youth league coaches and, and administrators for that league. And then we've got middle school stuff. We've got uh, same thing, youth league practice in our building. We've got practice till 536 every night. And then uh, you still got to work during the day and teach and uh, go from there. But then, you know, you've got stuff that comes up on weekends. And then you've got a game plan and meet as coaching staff. We meet on Sunday nights at 6 for a while and uh, watch a lot of film in my spare time. So, uh it is what it is. It never ends. You know, I, Bragg was saying he got home to see his wife. I said, I'm going home to see Heather. I got to see my wife, too, and my daughter, Bentley. But uh, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's par for the course. All right, Coach, uh, looking back on last year before we get to this year, uh, the semi-state run by the Dogs was really one of the best things I've seen in high school football here in a number of years in our immediate area. You know, so many sports – We've had state champions. We've had teams make deep runs on a regular basis to Indianapolis to at least get to a state championship. We don't see that often in football. But the last season, a special one for your team and really our area, kind of a breakthrough to get to the semi-state. Uh, and uh, what a year it was. Yeah, it was great. Our kids played both these young men here. were both return, you know, starters on that you know, semi-state team last year. And uh, then we ran into a bus saw at Cathedral. But, uh, you know, win a sectional at New Albany is a big thing. They never won a regional, so to win a regional championship, it's like, you know, his shirt says history made. And, uh, you know, the kids played well, you know, kind of like, you know, catching lightning in a bottle at the right time at the end of the year and just boom. You know, we were clicking on all cylinders. We finally got healthy. We, you know, the COVID thing hit us early last year. And, uh, you know, um, our senior class took us through. You know, we had some very good athletes there that had played for a couple of years and were very experienced. And they refused to lose. And uh, so we had a good mix of a senior class and the younger class as well. So, uh, yeah, it was a great year. And then, you know, the thing about that is it's over. And now there's a target on your back as you know, returning defending conference champions and defending sectional regional champions. People are going to try and knock you off. But uh, we got a brand-new team. We're going to look different this year in some areas. But uh, some areas will be better than we were last year. Some areas won't be as efficient. But, uh, you know, we'll learn each week and, uh, and keep improving. 
Yeah, Steve, you, you mentioned uh, what you lost, uh, 6,000 yards or something yeah, like that of offense, Yeah, over 6,000 right? yards of offense. I think we got about, you know, Eli ran for a little over 300, and Caden Watson had about 150 receiving. So we got about 500 yards of offense returning. So that's not, you know, that's better than we were when that, these seniors last year were, were sophomores. I think we had 26 yards of offense returning that year. And then they all played for the next couple of years. So we're, uh, you know, we're young in that regard as far as skilled experience. But we've got some good quality kids that have had a really good summer that have uh, stepped up and uh, have played well for us this summer. So we, we just need to play and, uh, you know, and keep getting better. Yeah, but you returned some of your linemen, right? We got two of them here, and you got some guys back on defense as well. We right? do. We got eight kids back on defense that played really well for us down the tournament run. So, and we got some new move-ins that'll help us on defense as well that are really good players. So, uh, you throw that in the mix. You know, we uh, we think we got a chance to be pretty good defensively, and our defense will probably have to carry us and keep us in games. That and play field position with the kicking game early on as our offense gets rolling. But uh, you know, we're going to do what we've always done. We've been to run the football, play action pass football team the last five years and, and we were pretty good at a few things and uh, we're going to continue to do that but um, you know we don't have the speed on the outside that we've had the last couple of years the, the flat out burners but you know um, those kids were special athletes but the kids we got run good routes they can catch the ball and so uh, we're just going to look a little bit different we're not going to be as a big a play type offense I think this year. Coach Cooley as we look at week one on Friday you guys will take on Bloomington South and that was really an interesting matchup a year ago. I think uh, there were some health, some injuries, some COVID issues perhaps there in week one. You lost 50-20 a year ago in the opener and came back and won the regional championship game 33-14. That was quite a swing, of course, again, touching on last season and what a good campaign that was. This year, I know, different for you and different for Bloomington South as well, but that's a, a game last year that, uh, given it's the opener this year, I think worth paying attention to. Yeah, it is. There's a big article in the Bloomington paper as far as it's one of the top ten games in the state, game one to watch. You know, I posted that in our locker room for our kids to see. I mean, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, people are watching. You know, both teams, you know, had great years last year and uh, we're coming out of the gate game one. You know, they lost a lot, but they've got a lot of good kids coming back as well. Um, so watching film on them, you know, they played a good Lawrence Central team out of Indy uh, Friday night. So uh, for us, we've, we're going to have to play well. I mean, Gabe does a good job. You know, I coached at Bloomington South for four years when I was younger. And uh, so I know some of those guys, and uh, I got a lot of respect for the Bloomington South tradition and program. And, you know, working for Mo Moriarty all those years, he just, you know, retired a couple of years ago and Gabe worked for. Um, it's a uh, really a uh, – it's a neat place. You know, it's one of those places you ever want to retire, go to Bloomington and, and uh, be up there and get the IU, you know, situation. And it's just – it's a neat town. But uh, it's a big game. You know, it'll set the tone. But what I like about playing good teams early – is you'll find out what your weaknesses are because they'll expose them because they're well coached. And, uh, you know, you can work on that, improve, and get ready for game two. Last year, the Bloomington South game followed by Gibson Southern, the same it will be this year, but Gibson Southern had a quarterback who's now at Purdue, I believe. Uh, so you've had two interesting opponents uh, these last few seasons to open up with, and that's the same situation this year. Yeah, Bloomington South Lakes ranked number two, number 12. I think that came out today, preseason. Gibson Southern, I think they dropped to number three, even though they're defending state champs. So we'll play them week two. I think I was telling Coach over there, I think four of our first seven games are top 10 ranked, top 12 ranked teams in the state. So we got a tough schedule early, but it's just going to make us better for the tournament as far as that goes. But uh, um, Gibson's, you know, they lost Brady Allen, but, you know, they've got another kid, I guess, from somewhere is, is uh, playing for them that's uh, going to be a really good quarterback as well. And we have to go there, too, so that's another uh, deal. But, 
Um, Coach Hart does a great job, and I have a lot of respect for him and his program. But, uh, you know, we got to worry about the Panthers first, and uh, they'll, they'll be bringing their milk jugs Friday night, rocking and rolling, and, <laughs> you know, they'll have thousands of people in there screaming, wearing purple. Absolutely. All right, Steve, uh, you mentioned some of those newcomers. I know we got a you got a, got a big one from uh, Louisville Mail came over and transferred in William Spencer. Uh, yeah, Wu came over this summer and moved over here. He uh, um, has done a really good job fitting well with our kids. You know, uh, he's playing defensive tackle for us. He's also playing some offensive tackle for us as well. So uh, he's just a kid that you know he's very physical, very emotional. He makes everybody play at a higher level and get after a little bit and. Uh, so uh, um, he's going he's gonna to help us as far as, you know, run blocking as well as, uh, you know, up front on the defensive side point. But, you know, until the weather breaks, you know, where you can play both ways full time, like it's hard for not just a big guy but skill guys. You know, we're working really hard on our backups this week, especially on defense, you know, so we don't have kids cramping game one. You know, scrimmage is kind of a scrimmage, but, you know, we played, you know, 60-some kids, almost 70 kids the other night in our scrimmage, so we didn't really try to win it or whatever. We just wanted to look at kids and evaluate kids. Now, this week these kids are going to have to, you know, play both ways, you know, quite a bit early, but we've got to have backups. So that's what we're working on right now this week as far as continuing to improve our second-level kids That uh, so there's not as big a, a big drop-off. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, William Spencer's done a great job for us, and uh, he's a difference maker out there. He's a uh, uh, um, he's built different. That's what I tell people as far as, you know, 6'5", 300 pounds, you can run, and he can make plays. So, you know, but, I mean, I talked to Gabe at Bloomington South this morning. I mean, they're all about him. I mean, they know what they're going to try to double-team him and stop him. I mean, you know, he's one guy. you got ten other guys. I mean, that'll be, a, you know, that's the one thing about football. You can find ways to neutralize people as far as you know what what they're doing so but we've got some other really good players around them as well coach cooley i asked you this a few weeks ago uh, when you came on my daily show but i want to bring it up tonight a look at the hoosier hills conference uh pretty wide open this year columbus east so dominant for so long uh some unknown with them this season uh but i really see an hhc that is open for the taking uh, you guys the defending champions going to be interesting to see i think early on once conference play starts, how the early things shake out. Yeah, for us, I mean, we'll play Jennings early, Bedford early, and then we got to go East Jeff and, you know, down the road. Um, I think, you know, on paper, Seymour would probably be one of the favorites just because they got so many back and, you know, they got a lot better as the year went. They played, you know, they had a sophomore quarterback who was really talented. They had an all-state freshman receiver, a 6'5 kid. You know, they've got some really good kids coming back. Um, and East will always be East. They'll be, uh, you know, fundamentally sound from there. Floyd will be a lot better. I mean, Bragg's got a lot of kids coming back. So uh, it'll be a tough challenge for us. I mean, right now we'll try to get through Bloomington South and Gibson Southern and try to go 1-0 and each week and uh, um, go from there and then worry about the Hoosier Hills in three weeks. All right. Thank you, Coach Cooley of New Albany Football. Let's hear from a few of the Bulldogs players. Don Houchins. A senior guard is first tonight uh, here at the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. Don, it's it's game week finally. All those summer practices and all the work you've put in the offseason, you've got a chance to show it off and hope that it all pays off. What's the feeling uh, this week in practice uh, now that there's an actual game where the score will be kept and you have an opportunity to, to get a big win this week? Uh, it, uh, it feels great because, you know, you um, – you actually got something to look forward to and uh, put in all the hard work in practice and, uh, you know, I have a great outcome whenever it comes uh, Friday nights. I look forward for that every Friday. Last season, obviously, a special year for New Albany football. How fun was it for you to be involved in that, and how does that motivate you for this year? 
Oh, it, it felt awesome being a part of that, um, all, all that, because no, no one around here has ever done that. And we changed history, and we brought a um, regional title to our school. You know, no other school around here has done that and stuff, and it, and it feels great. And um, it motivates me this year because, you know, I, I want to go better. I want to go back to uh, – I want to go to um, the Coast Stadium. That would be quite the ending for sure. Uh, Don Houchins, one of the New Albany players with us. You're a guard on the New Albany team, obviously a senior as well, so there's a leadership factor that goes with being a senior in your final year. What's your role this season? What is Coach Cooley and the staff asking of you this year for the Bulldogs? Um, you know, be a role model and, uh, you know, be something, you know, the freshmen look up to, you know, and build our, uh, the program. All right, uh, Don Houchins, our first of two New Albany players with us. Matt Orr, a senior center, is next, and Josh Cook will talk with uh, Matt Orr. All right, Matt, here we are. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, it's a shame we're not having it at a restaurant this year because I wanted to see which one of the offensive linemen could eat the most. <laughs> who, who could eat the most between you and I'm probably going to have to say Don on this one. <laughs> All right. Well, tell me about the offensive line coming back this year. Uh, you yourself and Don are two of the first starters coming back. Uh, well, me and Don, we both have a lot of experience. So, like, we can if something's going wrong with uh, one of the newer players, we can always fix it and tell them, like, what they're doing wrong. So we can uh, adapt and overcome and just uh, keep moving forward so, like, we can keep going one and every each week. All right, and you got to tell me about some of the guys you're going to be blocking for. You lost Darrell at quarterback and Keandre Miles and receivers, uh, Gerald Rayland and, and Dijon. Tell me about some of the guys who we're going to see this year. Um, well, so, like, our uh, QB, Dorian Weathers, uh, he's just great QB. He can read the field uh, amazing. He's, like, he helps us, too. Like, if the pass protection, he wants to switch it up. If defense is changing, and it just helps the O-line uh, for stuff we can't see. And, yeah, that's a big big role for the center, right? you got to call out the defenses and stuff as you see it, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So you guys are, are you guys communicating pretty well? Yes, sir. Yourself and Dorian. All right. And just tell me about this uh, season head coming into it uh, against Bloomington South. What are your What are your thoughts? I'm very excited for it because um, we want to like recreate what we did last year, but we want to do more. We don't want to stop at semi state. We want to keep going uh, all the way to state is the goal. And like we, uh, so like we're building all the fire from last year. Like we want to start one and zero so we can keep going, stay motivated, and like uh, just push right through. And Hoosier Hills Conference, sectional, regional champions. Uh, you're, you're ready to do that all again, right? Yes, sir. All right, great stuff. Matt Orr and Don Houchins, the two Bulldog players with us. And as always, Coach Cooley, thanks for the chat. Best of luck uh, to the dogs this season. Thank you very much, and thank you guys for all you do for uh, Southern Indiana football and sports. Thank you very much. Our final team featured here tonight is the Red Devils of Jeffersonville. And uh, we're going to talk here in just a few moments with Coach Parker and the Red Devils coming up. So stay with us for our final segment here of the program. And just to kind of go through one more time, the week one schedule, Silver Creek at Charlestown, Bardstown, Bethlehem at Providence, Scottsburg will be at Clarksville, Bloomington South at New Albany, Mail at Floyd Central, and the Red Devils, who we're going to talk to here in just a moment, idle on week one after their opening opponent, uh, the game at Bell County down in Kentucky. That game has been canceled. Uh, Coach Parker, we're waiting for him to grab a soda, so no, no problem. He is at home 
here at the uh, Jeff O.P. Lodge 100. Coach Parker, before we get into your football team, I want to thank you because uh, not only are you here tonight with your crew, but you helped us get this wonderful facility to host not just your team, but all the area teams and very impressed by this outfit here uh, that the police have. Uh, we've seen some of the officers come in, work on some of their reports, or maybe eat dinner. Uh, just a really first class, uh, hard to describe over the radio, but a beautiful place here uh, for the Jeff FOP Lodge 100. Hey, we're real blessed. Uh, real blessed that they uh, offered up the opportunity for us to use this. Uh, that, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely uh, an organization that's been a part of the community for years. Donate thousands of dollars into the community, especially into the youth, and it's uh, it's a special, uh, special organization to be part of. Yeah, one other thing before we get into Red Devil football, um, as Josh and I are so busy interviewing and thinking about what's next and hitting the commercial breaks, uh, this is a neat night for me to watch specifically the coaches. You guys interact and talk. Uh, I would never know that you and Floyd Central or New Albany are big rivals. You have a lot of camaraderie with their coaches. Uh, you guys share information. I think legitimately you guys pull for each other, and I think that's something special about our area. It's neat to see the coaches, uh, at least the coaches. Some of the players are laughing here when I'm talking about pulling for each other, but it's neat to see that. I, I don't always see that with every sport, to be honest, and so I think that's one of the neat things about our football coaches here locally. Yeah, I'm one of the newer uh, one of the newer head coaches still. It's only my fourth season. I've been uh, the head coach of Jeff now for three years, and They've always been uh, very welcoming, you know, very opening uh, conversations and such. And, of course, with Coach Bragg and I, we got uh, pretty close there a couple of years ago. I think we played, you know, like 26 times in the season <laughs> or something. And they were all at Floyd. Um, but we, uh, we uh, you know, it has it, been it's, – it's nice. And, and, you know, when New Albany made the run last year, I spoke to Coach Cooley every week, and I think most coaches did around here. You know, Southern Indiana football is uh, – we're, we're putting that back on the map. And uh, it's uh, I think everybody's in – we're on the same boat, so – all right, Coach, uh, let's get into your team and your schedule. And unfortunately, uh, we have to start with this. No week one opponent for Jeffersonville. Your game at Bell County, Kentucky, you found out back over the summer was off, was canceled. And I know you guys have looked far and wide for a replacement opponent in week one, but unfortunately unable to get a game in in the opening week of the season. I know that's a bummer. But unlike the COVID season a few years ago where maybe it would come up on a Wednesday or Thursday, even some Fridays where someone learned maybe they didn't have an opponent or couldn't play the game that night, you guys have had some time to plan, prepare, and digest uh, the lack of a game in this opening week. You know, we've, uh, we're treating this week exactly like we would any other game week with the exception of, uh, you know, we won't do a pregame on Thursday and then Friday itself. Well, we're going to go and we're going to practice, uh, you know, the way we would. We scheduled a team function this Friday, keep all the boys together, have a, uh, have a good time together, a little fellowship, and we're going to make the best of, uh, of, of our opportunity uh, to do that. Of course, we'd, we'd much rather have a football game. We did. We reached out to Ohio, Kentucky, uh, Indiana, and uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we couldn't, uh, couldn't get a game. And, uh, you know, but we're going we're to take advantage of that, spend some time together, and uh, you know, we become closer. So. We've got to talk about uh, – there we go. Sorry. Uh, you guys start the season uh, against Seymour, is it? Yes. That's correct. Yes. And it was a it was a big game last year. Tell me that game last year. Do you remember that game? You guys got out really big, and then uh, they kind of came back on you? Yeah, we had about a uh, – I think we were, at, if I'm not mistaken, 56% of our roster had 10 practices in because if you recall last year we were shut down. Uh, we were shut down for the uh, – we missed our you know, preseason scrimmage and, of course, the uh, week one game against Bell County, which, which led to why they canceled this year. Um, and uh, – 
So we, we stepped into Floyd with a depleted roster. We were really afraid of some exertion injury. Um, you know, we had, again, 56% uh, of our roster. That included freshmen. Uh, so we, uh, we we played who we could, and we felt like we got out to a good enough lead, and uh, and <laughs> they came they came storming back, and it we got a little bit of uh, a little uncomfortable there towards the end, but we won by a couple scores. I think we ended up having to put our starting D line back in at the end of the game, and uh, if I recall correctly, unfortunately one of their players were you know was injured at that point, and nobody wants to see injuries, but we were able to squeeze that one out. Coach Parker, Jeff, football. The topic as we uh, prepare here in the next ten minutes or so to wrap up the show. Coach, uh, you, you talked about what this week looks like with no game on Friday night, uh, but let's talk about this Jeff team and what you've seen this week and in previous weeks as you get ready for the season. Some losses from last year, but some talent you're excited about coming back, and also a number of new faces coming into the program that I know you're hopeful uh, for as well. So a real mix, I think, of what Red Devil fans can expect to see this year some returning names and some new new faces as well. Sure, you know, of course, uh, Zion Mansfield, our, our senior uh, uh, running backs, back again. He had a thousand yard back from last year. Uh, he's uh, he looks good. Uh, he's he's running a little bit faster, and believe it or not, a little bit harder. Um, and uh, we're real excited about what he's going to pull out this year. Um, but of course, what's going to open up, you know, the holes for him is is our offensive line. Uh, it's one of the larger offensive lines we've had. We're young this year at the offensive line spot, but you know, left to right, I think our baby is uh, is, is uh, maybe two sixty. Um, and, you know, we're, we're big on both ends, and, and we got a, a senior that had – or, excuse me, a junior center uh, and, and uh, Kern that had several uh, several starts last year and played in a lot of varsity games last year for us. Uh, and uh, we got Nick Schindler. He's our, he's our signal caller this year. He's, he's going uh, to be our guy. Um, real excited about him. He stepped in last year and had some uh, – put up some really impressive numbers in the brief amount of starts that he had, the brief amount of quarters that he had, facing a lot of adversity last year as well. Uh, and, uh, man, he had an incredible offseason. The guy poured himself into the program, uh, poured himself into himself. Uh, he's become a better him this year, uh, both on the field and, and, of course, off the field. He's always been a good kid. Uh, but uh, really impressed with, with his growth. I think everybody that we played, including, you know, we just went up to Whiteland last weekend and, and got a chance to, to bang around with them a little bit. And uh, they approached me after the game and said, man, that's, uh, that's the kid from last year who played JV. We said, yeah. And, you know, of course, he, I think he grew about, I don't know, seven inches or something in the offseason. And, uh, his arm, uh, his arm's real strong. We're looking forward to him. Uh, real excited about senior the guys here. I know you're going to talk to him in a second. Uh, we're, we're uh, these are all captains for us. Um, a bunch of good young men. Um, and uh, you know, defensively, we have some returning starters. And Kion uh, Stevenson, uh, Kion's going to step in, and he's, you know, he's going to be the guy on the defensive side of the ball. It's going to make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. We're lined up properly and uh, and are making our calls. Leland Ponce, uh, Ponce is a uh, returning uh, honorable mention All Conference linebacker. Uh, Leland is uh, we're expecting real big things out of him this year. He's playing a little physical. He uh, he had a little bit of a rough uh, off season. He's a little banged up a little bit, um, and uh, he's really come around here the last little bit. He's think he's getting real healthy for us, and uh, right at the right time, uh, step in and start banging. So we're uh, we're excited. Now the big thing with you guys in the off season, Isaac, was you guys jumped up to six A, and that puts you in the puts you in the same sectional as Center Grove, which I think was uh, state champion last year, maybe sure. maybe national champion. I don't know. They were pretty darn good. But when I talked to you in the summer, you said you guys were just kind of going to focus, well, first off, of course, week to week, but then focus on the Hoosier Hills Conference and, and just kind of going from there. You know, we, uh, we're excited. I think Kion said it well in an interview this week uh, when he said, uh, you know, we'll play anybody put in front of us. Let's just go play football. Uh, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. You know, this team is uh, – we have a team that has the potential to have the highest ceiling since I've been here. Uh, we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. I think we play a lot smarter football than we have in years past. And – 
Uh, and I'm real excited about that. Of course, you know, our, our step one has to be our regular season. That's going to be to, to win the HHC. That's our goal this year is get in and compete and win the HHC. And then, you know, from that point, let's, we're ready to make some noise. You know, it's, uh, we, and if everything plays out the way we want it to, we will. All right, Coach Isaac Parker here uh, with us. Our final school to be featured tonight here at our 2022 high school football media days. Uh, I asked Coach Cooley this, and, and I want to pose this question to you as well. The Hoosier Hills Conference this year, um, you talk to different people, they say different things about maybe who their vote for preseason favorite is, but I truly see a conference that is open at the top in many regards. You know, of course, uh, of course, we think we're the favorites. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put that out I there. I like as, it. As I'm sure, I'm sure like uh, Coach Cooley said the same thing. <laughs> uh, it, it's fun, you know, when you look at conference football, and as old as our conference is, as many times we've all played each other uh, over the years, I think it's uh, it adds for a competitive game, uh, no matter who's playing whom and, and what week it is. So I think uh, every 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 week it is wide open because you know every week. Uh, uh, everybody knows each other, so every week's almost a rivalry. You know, of course, you've got some bigger rivalries in that mix uh, with New Albany and uh, and Floyd with us. Uh, you know, and then, but then we go play Bedford, and you know, of course, we're you know, it's back and forth. You know, last few years with them, and then the same thing with Seymour, and you know, so it just doesn't stop. So, uh, I think our conference overall is open because every week's almost like a little bit of a rivalry. And and that's the thing too with Seymour. We mentioned last year you guys played them. You guys were beating them. Uh, you know, by a lot early, and then they came back and made it a game. But then they ended up taking New Albany, you know, right down to the wire in the sectional championship game. Yeah, Coach uh, Coach Moore did a great job there. He uh, he took them down to the wire, and you know they really developed over the season. And uh, you know, from what I understand, they uh, they looked solid again this year. And and we're looking forward to that week, mainly to play football, but also because it's we're open up a conference play, and you know, let's go. I try to pick different things out for different coaches that join us on this program. One of the things with you is how important is the summer months. Uh, leading up to the start of the school year and the start of the football season. I know it's a time for practices. It's a time for weights. Uh, you can even, I'm not sure the casual fan realizes, but you could even have some scrimmages. Uh, there's seven-on-seven football that exists as well. So a lot of off-season opportunities. How do you use it and how important is it to things overall? Real blessed uh, that this year we had the opportunity to have a complete off season. So I was hired 19 in, in June, so I missed all the spring and uh, you know the summer. We were getting our feet wet, went in straight into the season, and then we were greeted by COVID uh, in uh, in 20. So we had no off season in 20. And last year our off season, both right before and also earlier in the uh, in the winter, was also interrupted uh, by COVID. So this is our first full off season together, and and I'll tell you that you know we're really using the off season to instill our culture. With, we feel it'll be reinforced during the season, but it's priceless. Uh, that off-season time to, to, to instill the culture. Uh, and, and we've had more fun coaching this, this off-season this summer than, than I've had you know, since I've been here. It's just a phenomenal group of young men. And not to say the other ones weren't either, but I, we didn't just get time with them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. We have a great coaching staff. Uh, you know, of course, Coach Schindler returned the, uh, D, as a D.C. And Coach Kep is back calling the plays. And, and uh, we're really uh, – we have, we have a good top-to-bottom staff. Um, this year for us, it was, it was especially important because we are young. We're young on both sides of the ball in certain areas. We graduated 20-plus seniors last year, and a lot of them were starters. So for us, it was important to get as many reps in as we could, and we slow played it. You know, we, we had certain goals after spring ball, certain goals in the summer, uh, then, you know, get into to July, and we started scrimmaging. And you could see the growth each week, each week, each week, especially on film. And it led to the course to Whiteland scrimmage where we felt real confident coming in, uh, going into that. We felt good coming out of it. And we watched film last week, and, you know, every mistake we made is correctable. Uh, you know, we feel like all of our issues are correctable, and uh, we're looking forward to going. All right, Coach, you brought, uh, you said, four captains here yeah, that's tonight. Right, that's right, that's to right. To the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. So 
Let's start first with quarterback Nick Schindler, a junior, and uh, he's going to join us here as we get ready to wrap things up. Uh, Nick, uh, pick up the mic, and uh, we'll talk to you here. Nick, uh, tell me a little bit about the QB responsibility. Uh, how has your skills, your game changed from a year ago? Uh, obviously, you're bigger and stronger. We can see that. But I know you've worked hard to prepare for this go-around. What's changed with you? The quarterback responsibility is a lot. I'd like to say thank you to my receivers for making it easier on me and being able to be with them the whole offseason, putting in work when it's snowing out in the field in December, getting building that chemistry up with the receivers is really going to help a lot this year. And I can tell in the scrimmages the chemistry is there. We're ready to play football. And football is 70% film, in my opinion. Like film is film, film, film. Once you see it, you can do it on the field. Once you see it, you see it slows the game down for you. You see it on the film, you come to the game time, it's slower. Nick, uh, about uh, the scrimmage uh, against Whiteland last Friday night, what did you learn about the team that night? What are some things you took away from there? We got some athletes ready to play football. Um, we, show, we showed out, we played good, we scored. We had athletes jumping up, go getting the ball, making big plays, big time plays, show who can play, who couldn't. We know who we can who can go at it this year. We're ready to go. This group of seniors here tonight, the captains uh, uh, that you're uh, you're with here, uh, what do they bring to this team? Uh, it seems like some real leadership for sure. Yeah, we got the the face of the program is what we call it there, and we like to um, use that to show that effort, um, action, and responsibility to like bring to the program. We call that the face of the program because we want you to be the face. Show is about always representing Red Pride, and they do that on and off the field. All right, uh, good stuff. Nick, uh, good luck to you as the season gets going uh, at Seymour on August 26th. And now we'll have uh, Kion Stevenson, defensive back, and another senior for this Jeffersonville team. All right, Kion, you got to tell us about uh, the offense and the defense this year. What, what's, working, what's working well so far? On our defense, what's working well is we're very physical this year. We don't back down from anything. Runs coming to us, ain't nobody hiding. We all going to it. Balls in the air, looking back, making those plays. Um, we listen. Um, you know, I'm really proud of this group. We've come a long way. On the offensive side of the ball, we have great receivers. I'm really excited about this group. Offensive line doing their job, getting down there, getting dirty doing that dirty work, you know, um, we got the QB here, making great reads, you know, looking at everything, being positive all the time, helping everybody out. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, coach, I talked to Coach in the summer. He was really excited about the offensive line. Tell me about some of those guys up there. Man, I love them. Offensive line, they're funny. They get out there and block. <laughs> they get out there and block and they make a joke. So, you know, it just tells you a little bit about them. Um, yeah, I love the offensive line. So what did you guys learn from last year? From last year, we just learned to never cut the switch off. Always got to keep going and, you know, so just bounce back and just look forward, look ahead. All right, and what are the goals for this year? The goals for this year is the conference. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, grow every week and just play football. All right, Kaihan Stevenson. Uh, the next Jeffersonville player to join us. We've got two more before we wrap up tonight. Jake Curry is next. Jake is a 
senior linebacker. Uh, Coach mentioned that uh, you uh, are obviously no game Friday, but you do have a team gathering. Uh, tell us what that team gathering is going to look like. You know what's on the schedule for that? Uh, yeah, I know a little bit. I know it is a it's a pool party at the Aquatic Center, Jeff Aquatic Center. But uh, yeah, it's just to bring just bring us closer together. We are we do feel like a big family right now, and this is this is probably the first time. This feels like a second family to me, and I wouldn't trade it in for anything else. Good stuff. Uh, Jake, let's talk a little bit about Coach Parker. I know that uh, like all the uh, the football coaches here tonight, they do a lot for their team, some that people know about, some that people don't know about. And I know Coach Parker is one of them that does a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, what's the, the relationship like with him for the seniors? Oh, yeah, he's great. He's really great. He's the reason I switched to uh, linebacker in the first place. I didn't really didn't really want to uh, switch in the first place, but I mean it's been it's been a big adjustment. But I've I think I've adapted pretty well, and to the rest of the seniors, I feel like he's really like a second dad. Um, he just he's always there for us whenever we need it. Just phone call away. All right, uh, Jake uh, Curry, our guest. Jake, uh, a lot of football will be played this mm-hmm. Friday. You guys will have your team get together. What will you be paying attention to? Maybe. Friday night some scores will you be thinking ahead about future weeks and who you play and seeing how they do what what will it look like for you on a Friday night that's going to be a little different I wouldn't say really looking ahead because we really want to play it week by week but I mean you of course we'll be paying attention to other scores but really we just want to just improve within within our own team and just get better week by week all right that is Jake Curry with us tonight in our final Red Devil player guest here on our media day program is Jake Kukula. He is a wide receiver and a tight end, a senior for this Jeffersonville team, and uh, Josh Cook has some questions for you, Jake. All right, Jake, tell us about the guy throwing you the football this year. Uh, Nick Schindler, he's a great quarterback. I think he, he makes amazing reads. He knows what he's doing back there. He has great pocket presence, his work footwork. I've been working with him all offseason. He knows where to put the ball. I'm just real happy to have him this season. Yeah, saw some highlights the other night in the scrimmage against Whiteland. Looked pretty good. Tell me about yourself and some of the other receivers who are going to be catching balls this year. Oh, I think the uh, new addition of Don is great. It's going to be really hard to cover him and all of our other receivers, Brandon, Caleb, Kion, all of them. They're all great. They're going to be – they catch the ball, they run fast. I'm not really the run fast type of guy, but I'll catch the ball. So. All right, and tell us about uh, uh, not not getting able to play this week, but – but looking forward to playing next week against Seymour. Oh, yeah, I'm real happy about playing Seymour first week. I mean, I, I think we got a real chance to go positive this year. That's been my goal all four years. Like, as soon as I got here, I just wanted to go positive um, and win sectionals, which I've won sectionals. I just want to go positive now. I want to have that winning season that this school hasn't had in a very long time. And um, I think we just got to go week by week, improve. Like Jake Curry said, improving ourselves, like, Every single week, we just need to get better as a team and connect more. All right, Jake Kokola, our final player guest for the Red Devils. And Coach Parker, I want to bring it back to you for one second. Again, uh, good luck to the Devils, but also thanks for your help tonight in uh, allowing the Jeff OP or getting permission from the Jeff FOP Lodge 100 for us to have it here. I think most people that know you know your day job uh, is a police officer here in Jeffersonville, which we've talked about before on air. I think it's a great tie-in with the community and the high school, but uh, pretty neat to be here and neat to see your relationship uh, with these players. 
It's it's great. You know, I'll tell you one of the things as they're sitting here talking, I have to say it's a stat that we didn't discuss is I don't think there's a GPA at this table below a three eight. Um, you know, it's a it's a real uh, group that's that's well rounded. They're dedicated to everything that they do. Uh, and that includes the classroom, you know, that includes the weight room, that includes, uh, of course, the, the football field and their, their interpersonal relationships with their family and friends. And just a good group of young men. And it's, it extends beyond this group as well. You know, we're real blessed again this, this year. We've, we've got decent numbers, down a little bit. I think we're in the upper 90s. Um, and, uh, and, well, I don't think we are in the upper 90s. Uh, and uh, overall, man, it's just top to bottom. It's a good group of young men. We're excited to see where they grow, uh, where they go. And, you know, as far as the FOP goes, again, it's, it's a great organization. Donate thousands of dollars to the community. I know there's a 5K run coming up, Back Your Blue 5K. It's on September 10th, which is a, which is a great day. It's my birthday. Uh, I won't tell you how old I am, but, but uh, uh, you know, they, uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a fundraiser. It's what it is. And they, they do some really neat things. Um, and uh, just, just blessed to be a part of the organization. You know, back in 2003 when I was hired on the police department, I, I couldn't ask for a better career. And, you know, as I progressed through it, you know, with the, the chief, uh, Kenny Cavanaugh, now is so supportive of allowing me to do this as well and very flexible with me. Of course, Mayor Moore has always uh, endorsed it. He's a probably the second or the biggest uh, Red Devil fan next to next to me. I think, um, you know, he. Uh, uh, I guess I'm a close second. He's they've always been supportive and they understand the tie to it. And just uh, I'm, I'm in a good spot. I'm really, really lucky to be part of this community, raise my family here. All right, great stuff. And that uh, 5K run we've mentioned it a few times tonight. It's a back your blue. The 5K run September 10th at Big Four Station Park. For more information. Visit INFOP100, that's INFOP100.com, or you can find more on Facebook by searching for the Jeffersonville FOP Lodge 100. My thanks to Coach Parker, and good luck to the Red Devils. Also to Josh Cook of the News and Tribune, who helped me all evening as we worked our way through the eight football-playing schools here in Clark and Floyd Counties. Also, Jim Lewis our producer at our WXVW studios in Jeffersonville. High school football is back. Week one is Friday night. And uh, thank you so much for being with us for what's become a real tradition to begin the season. And uh, we appreciate the cooperation from all of the coaches and athletic directors locally in bringing you this program. Again, for Josh, uh, my co-host, and for uh, Jim Lewis back at our studios, this is Matt Dennison saying good night, everybody.